what is what's up? going on everybody <laughs> i you were like oh dude we're gonna leave you unmuted and then i just sat there and waited oh it meets you whenever we put on the video so yeah. yeah it's yeah. all good we are back cali death podcast once again what's going on y'all god damn it with that yeah. fucking intro i'm like all like where, where am i supposed to do what am i supposed to say um all right hi guys i'm anthony and we are here again on another Thursday night, episode 125. I'm always here with my resident homies. I'm, <laughs> Dude, I'm just out of breath right now from all the running around we did right <laughs> before this fucking episode. I'm like, I forgot two things, so I had to keep running. All right, sorry. Anyways, okay, we're Casey, going Joseph, Joel, you're with me as always. What up, y'all? Hello. Hello. And tonight we are joined by uh i'm actually really excited about this episode guys because casey is like one of my all-time favorite drummers to be able to talk to one of his teachers i'm like oh dude this is great dude and and with your history bill dude i i i really cannot wait to get into your story so thank you so much for being here with us oh you're quite welcome most definitely dude and um at the top of the episode we always do plugs and so let's let's get into you first. You tell people where they can go to find anything that you want them to find. Well, right now my website's kind of being uh, sort of rebuilt. Um, I, I switch platforms, and so it's at BillRayDrums.com, and you can catch me on uh, all the socials over there. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel, and I've been getting into Twitch a lot lately. So uh, yeah, Twitch TV uh twitch.tv bill ray drums that's uh that's the one <laughs> and yeah please subscribe to me over there because I, i've been playing fairly often on that one as well as my youtube channel which is youtube.com slash bill ray drums uh and yeah that's that's where i'm at right on dude well uh thank you for all that i'm, I'm hearing some clicking in his uh vocals guys i don't know if uh we can fix that right now but um while we're trying to look into that let's do some plugs for the the show as well we got tons of plugs guys you heard me last week we got a big plug session we're gonna uh start with battleforge coffee as always the homies and deeds of flesh they got their coffee business that they've had going for a while now and still cruising they got great coffee they got swag it's cali death come on now go support them generator rehearsal studios.com that's where uh you can get a rehearsal space in the southern california area i keep forgetting the exact area when it where is it oceanside oceanside so you're you're within uh uh length to oceanside that you would want to drive to go rehearse to that's where you want to do it generator rehearsal studios.com cali death podcast is where you can support the show get a, yourself a t-shirt get your friend a t-shirt you guys can be matching friends with either a full color <laughs> logo or the og logo whatever you choose shipping worldwide coming from the professor himself yeah side note calideth.com that is starting to uh 
get active again. Yeah, subscribe to the blog. And, no doubt. Uh, we have that, some again coming up. Mentioning the, the professor, he's the one behind that whole deal. So any blog you read that's coming from that man's mind. Um, Very educated human being on the subject of extreme metal. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Is I will back one? that statement 100%. He's yeah. the only one who's allowed to write. <laughs> I know, I know. He's the only one we trust writing that or like chat GPT. I, I've done one write-up. Actually, that'd be fun. Try and read all of our write-ups on on Instagram and try and figure out which one I did. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't, I don't even I don't even know what this guy's all about, but he... <laughs> I don't even know, guys. Just fucking all right. himself. All right. And then uh Archaic uh, is going out. They are they out? They're not out yet, though, right? They're starting. No, in about a month from today, almost. Okay, yeah, giving them, giving them plugs on the head start. That's all good. A month from now, they're starting it in the hometown area of Santa Cruz, California. It's a good place to start it. The Blue Lagoon, great fucking venue. Um, but yeah, these are the homies. We were just at their wedding a couple weeks ago or Jared's wedding and uh I toured with them. We're always going to support Archaic. Been on the show several times. Love those dudes. Please. It is always a great show when you go out and see Archaic. If you haven't seen them yet, you enjoy their music, see it in in person because it will be much better when you listen to that al- that album after. Now, Chicago Domination Fest 8 we are a sponsor of this festival and we are very proud to be a sponsor of this festival. We back the lineup. We back the dude who's running it. Miguel, everything looks like you guys are going to have a fucking blast at this festival. I really, I really think that uh, this is going to be one of the talked about festivals this year. So if you want to get out to it, go do it. But if you, if you, little strapped on cast and maybe want to win a ticket you can come to what i don't know all the details on this we have it we have all the details now we're just going to do we we thought it was and 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 shout out to ian uh at uh sick drummer i liked your idea dude i thought about it for a little bit i don't think we would have gotten enough entries to really make this thing kind of worthwhile if people had to do a intro impersonation of me that would have been so hilarious i know it's so specific to the area like geographically it's all chicago you know i know chicago it's you got to be serious about this thing guys if you're really going to be able to make it out enter if you're not going to be able to like get yourself there don't waste the time just because it's like we want to be able to give these tickets to people who are actually going to get there you know so but they are going to be available. We have two three-day passes and we have submission forms that we're just going to, uh, where are we going to be able to, uh, on the website? Yeah, the link tree, like, like uh, what Jedi sand, what Murray sand, but also website. And we'll figure out other places. We'll post about it. So you guys will see. You can click yeah, right. yeah. There'll You'll be a, a formal post about this on social media very soon. It was like 40 minutes ago we were working on this. So it's like... yeah, I know we fucking <laughs> dude. life. Life sucks when it gets in the way of your fucking podcasts. Right. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no, we, we we're super stoked to be a part of this and it's, we're, we're figuring out a real good way that we're going to be able to keep track of everybody easily. And this is the way that we're going to do it. It's just going to be a submission form. We're going to, it's going to be like the name out of the hat type deal. And, uh, however we can do that virtually digitally, I don't know if we have to literally have me pull it out of a hat on the show, we'll do that too. But this is the way to do it guys. So, um, link tree slash Cali death podcast. You'll <laughs> well, find that slash, uh, G bar. No, it's all good. I have too many. Yeah. Fuck it. We have way too many like links to, I know we should, we should almost like, there's so many, like we're, we're like stacking so many, uh, like, you know, plugs in the beginning. We should just like pass them off. Like, you have to do all. You know, I should almost like now. It's, it feels like I should. Re, I, I should do a pre-recording of these, right? And just paste it on the front. Because we could, we could well, we're already that. ten, almost ten minutes in, and we haven't even. Bill said four words to it. <laughs> Are you hanging in over there, Bill? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> we are we are closing. We are going to be closing the link section very, very soon. But yeah, so uh, the formal post will be following this show tomorrow. Maybe we'll 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 post an official thing. And cool. yes, it'll be a submission form type deal. You got to put in. Oh, yeah. By the way, guys, I don't know how we're going to keep track of this. But if you're not subscribed to everything on us and you enter that's kind of fucked up right <laughs> so subscribe to youtube subscribe to our twitch like our socials all that stuff because you know we're, we're the ones who you might possibly be getting the tickets from so at least support the homies over here right yeah, we got a hundred we got a hundred cents from this probably probably make a hundred cents each on this. we got zero cents from this but this is just fun and yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. i'm saying so the our currency is going to be your support that's it exposure bucks man there you go exactly it's exposure bucks all right did we do everything wait wait. no joseph with your tours you got tours and shit you want to plug (laughs) joseph's like shit i don't want to talk about i the someone deleted the flyer banner so i'm just skipping that oh, this i week. might have done an accident sorry it's all good let's just go forward i i don't want to hear a goddamn plug <laughs> last yeah. loose is going to be going out soon like, uh we build last build lucy's uh socials and you'll find all the details there right cool thank you kelly yes. ad podcast coming at you again <laughs> <laughs> first hour is just ads <laughs> all, right. all right are we done we're done we're done we're done we love you guys bill we're here for you Aye. tonight, though. Thank you so much again for being with us. Um, I already have mad respect for you, just not only being Casey's teacher, but what I've learned in you know the last week of what you've been involved in. And I'm sure you're going to be telling me a lot more that I didn't read, and I can't wait to hear about it. But um, how we usually do it on the show, Bill, is you got to take us back to your childhood you got to take us back as far as you can to the point where you in your current state feel was the part that was the time in your life where you had a connection with music if it was something background noise you were hearing your parents were listening to and it caught your ear that kind of stuff 
Oh, so we're going back that far. Is there yes, enough alcohol in my house for that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You might have to take us for a tour and show us your collection. Uh, no, uh, actually, well, you know, the, the funny thing, I, I started out pretty much as soon as I came out of the womb, I think I was playing drums. And my dad was a drummer. My mom and dad used to sit around and listen to jazz records all day. And uh, oh, shit. So Art uh, Art Blakey, Elvin Jones, uh, all that stuff. My dad was a huge Elvin Jones fan. He was he was just loved his stuff. And uh-huh. so I, I, you know, when my mom was pregnant with me, obviously sitting around listening to jazz records all day and whatever else they probably, you know, did back in those days as one was listening to jazz records, you know, greatly influenced my uh my path i'm sure and mm-hmm. later in life but um i'll just uh, we won't go that far back so um uh, i started playing drums at about a year old and mm. uh when i was four years old i saw a guy named george lawrence play a drum solo at my parents photography studio and that was pretty much it for me man it was really? like that, that's what i'm gonna do that's yeah. exactly what i'm here for is to play drums and Somehow I, I've managed to fall through life <laughs> playing these things. You know? <laughs> and at some point it dawned on me that I really don't play drums. I play sticks. You know, there that's, you go. That's, that's what our real instrument is, 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 is yeah. right here. And and putting it all together, you know, uh, and, and making sounds. So totally. I agree. Yeah. Um, so with the jazz from being in the womb and it <laughs> was your dad, was your dad a jazz drummer as well? He was a jazz drummer, but he got stuck playing country gigs and he wasn't real happy about that. But, uh, yeah. you know, jazz was his passion. And so, but he was a working musician and then he became a photographer. And so I grew up in a really pretty uh crazy artsy sort of environment right lots of creativity floating around yeah lots of crazy floating around (laughs) (laughs) it starts with the cr yeah yeah there you go exactly creative and crazy is not much different guys there there is there's not a there's a very fine line right there yes not much difference at all but so you know it was it was really cool growing up in an environment because it it afforded me the ability to like uh think about you know music in a different sort of tor- terms and uh uh i i equated music with visual arts very early on and mm-hmm. so i i think that was like the early form of synesthesia i guess yeah, that I would have, yeah. you know picked up on and so basically odious uh, mortem that came out in the uh, album that came out in 2020 you can go buy it right now everywhere yeah oh is there an album called synesthesia <laughs> odious yeah, yeah. newest album is called synesthesia yeah oh no kidding no well, you, can, yeah yeah in case you should send you a link yeah you know what i'd love to hear that because you know i de- the 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 metal the really extreme metal stuff is not something that I have been listening to a lot of lately just because uh, usually the things that I've been listening to are things that I have to learn for either gigs or, you know, I'm recording things for people. And so it's just, it doesn't get, it doesn't come up on my radar. Too right. Much. But, but I'm trying, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. No, I actually, you're just making me want to ask you a question right now, even though we're, this makes us totally jump out of the timeline right now, but I have to ask it. No, no, um, definitely. Um, we've, we've come across, uh, a few different musicians, uh, Gabe Sieber being one of the examples. Um, how much do you listen to music for pleasure other than listening because you have to get ready for a gig or you have to get ready for a recording? You know, I think now I listen to music for pleasure, uh, a lot more. And what I do is I, I have like on my Amazon uh, music account, that's, that's my preferred, you know, outlet. That's what I, where I go. It, there, it's got my discovery mix. Mm-hmm. And so I've been able to find all these amazing new bands that uh, like, like there's a band out of uh, Montreal called bird problems. <laughs> it sounds like a man we need to f- i just snorted we i totally <laughs> need to <laughs> yeah yeah bird bird problems are, are... <laughs> hate beak <laughs> well, i already love that band name by the way what's all oh, music is bird and and these guys i mean they're they're so shiny and new i mean they're so young they're like 18 19 years old and it's like holy shit you guys are playing that kind of stuff all right, yeah, yeah. we got a Ricky Avocado uh endorsement, dude. We this is the song Qualia, Qualia, yeah, Qualia, yeah, yeah. Yep. Jerk Chicken is a song that uh, and 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 that inspired this shirt right here, by the way. It's uh, uh, for those who who aren't familiar with the um, the sticking and uh, it's it's a herda, so this shirt actually says, These hurt of my feet. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it, you know, playing herders on your feet, which uh-huh. is, uh, let's see if I can do it. Oh, shit. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? Hey. Oh, you're going to be doing this all night, dude. Uh, nope, not even doing it. Not touching. <laughs> <laughs> not, so not I got right tried now. and nope, not right now. No, no, the blood sugar's way too low at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good, dude. I, I, uh, I love that there's names for certain, uh, like a paradiddle. What's a paradiddle? I've heard you guys say a paradiddle so many times, and I love that word. I have no idea what it okay, is. Here, here, here's what it is. A para, a para single strokes. Para, and then a diddle, which is a double, double, or diddle. See, it's harder to say para, double, para, double, para, yeah, double, para, yeah. double, para, diddle, para, diddle. And that morphed into paradiddle. Para, diddle, para, diddle. Okay. Yeah, paradiddles are are the Swiss Army knife of the drums. Dude, I I literally never put that together, and it's it's something that I've heard so much. You know, I've heard so many paradiddles in my life, never could like up until recently call them something. So I love that. Yeah, that's that's the 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 nomenclature behind that. I want to okay. <laughs> yeah, we're in the weeds so much now already. We haven't even gotten into you. <laughs> Later on down the road, let's get into some crazy like uh, what'd you say nomenclature. Let's get into all the like what things are called. But all right, let's go back to your childhood, Bill. Yeah. So okay. The dad, your dad, uh, being the jazz musician. Another question that I had for you was, did your dad? Do you remember your your dad taking you into the 
the drum room or whatever and and you could tell that he was excited to show you something the therapy bill was seventeen thousand dollars <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, um, well, you know, he really wasn't uh, a demonstrative player. He showed me a couple of things when I was really young, and then, and then he stopped playing. Really? And, yeah. And so, and then I pretty much launched off into my own world, uh, which was uh, following the band known as Kiss. Mm -hmm. And this was like in the seventies when Kiss was like all the rage. I first learned of Kiss when I was probably about uh i don't know six six years old seven years old and yeah yeah hanging out with the neighborhood kids and i remember this one kid comes up to me he goes did you guys go to the kiss concert last night and i was thinking a kiss concert you know how little <laughs> kids are you're like what they're like people kissing everywhere on stage, dude. Just, <laughs> we show up to watch people kiss on stage dude no you just go down to freaking pacers and watch that right <laughs> <laughs> Or what's the uh, what's the little darlings or what uh, uh, little darlings dude that's the name of the first strip club i ever went to so you probably are yeah. right well, <laughs> I, I am kind of lived i kind of did like come of age in san diego so there's that there you go yeah anyways uh yeah um okay i just kind of got completely sidetracked there <laughs> no it's all good um, we should just call the podcast sidetracked yeah, yeah that's, we that's do that all the time do. we do it all <laughs> the time bill we go off we call it the weeds you're gonna end up in the weeds a lot tonight oh i've got the <laughs> <laughs> and you've got your you got your your uh, fuel to get yourself deeper or out of the weeds, the weeds. Your decision the the, weeds. on the weeds and the weeds <laughs> oh no but um anyway so you know kind of getting getting through that whole thing getting out of the weeds and and through the childhood i i played a lot of heavy metal when i was growing up uh, mm -hmm. uh iron maiden metallica i was the kid who like would skip lunch and go over to the record store and yes and peruse the the import section i love and it i found this band called metallica and i it had a, an album that was metal massacre was the I think it was Metal Blade Records had metal. It was either that or uh, what was the other uh, huge uh, Johnny Zazula or uh, it was the other uh, Mike Varney's label mm. metal. Was it was either Metal Blade or God, I th can't think. Was of it, it wasn't Metal Blade. Was it Earache or uh, wasn't Earache? No. Nuclear Blast, Century Media. No, no this goes back, way back way in the day. Yeah, way what, back. Tra the Trapnel? I don't know. Shrapnel, thank you. One of them had Metal Massacre. Uh huh. So, uh, so basically, I heard "Hit the Lights" by Metallica, and and that was like, oh man, these guys are awesome. And then I found "Kill 'Em All." It, it was in the import section, and so you know, back in those days, you took records to school, and and you know, I was walking around like with like 30 albums carrying them around i was like this you know yeah little kid walking with stacks of albums and uh so we would all trade off stuff and anyway i turned my school onto metallica and uh that's rad then i in san diego I, no in jackson mississippi oh, oh wow okay yeah because okay. because san diego was far too sophisticated so jackson was where you were born yeah jackson was where i was born yeah okay yeah, and so I, I left there when I was 20. 
Oh, all right. So, but okay. I had, yeah, I had a kind of a, you know, interesting upbringing as far as like, you know, the I grew up on a lot of Southern gospel music mm -hmm. and, okay. and, and blues, lots mm -hmm. of blues, you know. And, OK, uh, we've said it many times and this might send us into another weeds thing, but I'm just going to say with drums and gospel chops, it, it always blows my mind, dude. Like watching those, what are they? There's a certain term where they're like going back and forth. I forget what they they call it. Yeah, trading fours. Trading, yeah. And uh, dude, I love watching those videos. So I I totally it makes uh, more sense. That hey, what do you guys What do you guys think the gospel chops came from? Like I know obviously it's a very kind of elevated like uh, extreme vibe that a gospel brings to, or like kind of like the you know the passion involved. So they just threw it at drums and started battling each other. I don't know. Like, I feel like, like I the braggadocious stuff. Yeah. Athleticism and athleticism and the Pentecost. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Pentecostals. Yeah. It, they're, they're, it, there's a certain thing about like the Pentecostal religion. I mean, these people, you want to, you want to see like, you know, snake handlers and stuff Just like that. Speaking they're all in tongues, speaking in tongues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I never really thought about this, but this totally makes sense, dude. Is it like the you know, like taking on the Holy Spirit, like you exactly. feeling the spirit come through oh, you? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, just letting go. So I'm oh. a fan. I'm a fan of a guy named uh, Colonel Bruce Hampton. He had a band called the Aquarium Rescue Unit. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that band probably like it. It was w such a huge influence on me back in the uh, 1990s. That's when mm -hmm. I was really cutting my teeth and trying to find like my identity as a player. That's when I was teaching you, Casey. Was, oh, yeah, wow. 90s. Yeah, yeah. 90s. Yeah. So I was I was like really cutting my teeth on ARU. And How so, old were you when you were teaching Casey? In my 20s. No oh, shit, wow. dude. Yeah, I was probably 24. Casey was like 17, something like that. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I go. I, I, I go to his house and 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 hang out there for an hour, and and it was really cool. Or you started coming to my house, but then I started going to your house. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You, you used to come over to my studio, and, and yeah, that was cool. We used to, yeah, you had the two kits set up. Yeah. Like the like the natural finish kits. Yep nice yeah it's really cool yeah man that was that was way back in the day and shit um anyways yeah um yeah where were we going with this gospel chops we were just oh, in that yeah. realm yeah, yeah gospel chops yeah so you know the the whole uh, uh oh colonel bruce hampton yeah so he has this thing it's it's the the four t's so it's time tone touch and threat and you're like, mm. okay, so, you know, the four, okay, so I got time, you know, having, you know, good time as a musician, having good touch as a musician, you know, you know what that is. So, mm -hmm. and yeah, we all tone. know, and then there's, you know, tone, got a lot of tone. So threat, what's yeah. threat? Yeah, right, right. Threat, of, threat of vomit. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, what, what the hell? Threat of vomit. It's like that feeling, you know, when you're about to, like lose it and you you know you, you know it's it's not it, it it's not you can't you can't reason yourself out of this anymore you're it's gonna happen you're gonna find a bush and you're gonna throw up right it's yeah, that yeah, yeah. It's the way that's the way you should play an instrument right there is that Whoa. is right there on that cusp of like the total release you know mm. Mm -hmm. that's where it is right there so i i enjoy that 
when I you enjoy play. thinking like that, dude. Like going to just taking everything to the very edge before you, you know. Yeah, yeah, I love that, dude. Exactly. So, so threat. <laughs> it's like before keys, you know. <laughs> Gotta have the threat. Because yeah. before you started saying that, I was like threat, threat to who you're. Like I'm, I'm being a threat to who I'm battling because. I'm better or whatever, but no, it's totally, it's just bringing yourself to that, that, that threshold and getting as close to it as you possibly can. Exactly. And then just letting everything just fly and, and seeing what falls out and, and then, you know, it's, it's a musical statement. So once you, once it's played, then let it go. Right. I mean, that note's already in the wind. Mm hmm. So whatever it is that you're playing, you know, you just you, you expel it and let it go. And and that's the experience. That's rad, dude. All right. Let's get back on to your timeline um, again. Yeah. So so uh, throughout the uh, throughout the 90s, I played in, you know, various and sundry bands throughout Southern California. Yeah. Uh, when were I, you were you a hire or were you involved in creating these bands? I was pretty much a hired gun. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always been a hired gun. I've always been one of those. You know, the they they did a whole Netflix thing on it, the side men. You know, I've always been kind of a side person, and and but I've I've always managed to have a a, a creative thing happening alongside whatever it is that I'm doing. If I was, you know playing in blues bands or playing in disco bands or something like that. You always got to have some sort of, uh, you know, uh, some sort of a creative endeavor of your own, because right. that's, you know, that's where it's going yeah. to, that's where you need to sync your muse, you know? Right. I always wanted to be a, a working musician. I always wanted to make money playing drums. And I did that, you know, did I make a lot of money? I made hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly i mean that's smart i mean going into it with a, a realistic realization of like i'm you know a lot of people are like oh, my, my band's gonna make all the money it's like well that's probably a 0.00001 chance that happens yeah it's like how about like i like to play music i want to just jam with people that want to play and i want i would like to receive some sort of a an income from that not like go negative 10,000 in every credit card you ever own. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, I want to make a living and play music. You want to find, uh, you want to get to a point where you, the way or your the way you want to be creative doesn't affect your personal life. You know, if you're spending too much money being creative and artsy or whatever, you're going to affect the rest of your life if you don't have that money. Right. So it's, it's like, I just want to make art to where it doesn't affect the rest of my life. And it's just being, you know, passionate about it and still finding ways to put it out there without spending all your money. <laughs> well, you know? some people, there, there's, there's a saying, some people are so poor, all they have is money. And, yeah, that's true. You know, so there, there, are, there's more for yeah. currency. You know, in currency, talent is currency. I mean, straight up. You know, like somebody calls me up and says, "Hey, I got this song that you know I, I need a drum track for," and I'm like, "Sure, you know, I'll I'll do it." You know, and they say, "Well, what do you what do you charge?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm a sliding scale. What can you afford?" 
you know, it's like, well, nine bucks. Nine bucks. Cool? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So nine bucks. That's cool. Okay. Because, you know, and my whole, my whole paradigm was shifted years ago because I was talking to somebody at, at the NAM show and she was giving her CDs away. And I was like, why are you giving your CDs away? And she's like, mm. because, you know, it's going to come back on me. And she says, what if I charge the person 10 bucks in Africa who wants, who really likes my music and 10 bucks to them is like a hundred dollars yeah you know so it's like why not just work on a sliding scale and they can pay what they can and i was like well damn you know that just completely made my day right there and so i started doing that and and when you're an artist you know you kind of have to make art mm -hmm. you know you mm -hmm. make art and 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 you make a lot of it and and some of it sticks and some of it doesn't yep exactly yeah. and so yeah. It's like, you know, look at what Frank Zappa did. Look at all the, the, the body of work that he did of, for all the thousands of pieces that he wrote. You know, which ones of them do we really remember? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And he was he was like uh, musically as much of a genius as anybody could ever, you know, be construed as being, you know, I mean, for all the things that he created. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Didn't you jam recently with someone that played with Zappa or something? Or yeah, I've been actually. Thanks for asking about that. Um, I've I've been doing a project with a guy named Marcelo Radulovic, and he's right across oh, okay. the freeway uh, from from uh, where uh, you grew up, Casey. He's over oh. off of, uh, Birmingham Drive. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, uh, and he, we we have a project. I don't even know what the name of it's called, but uh, back in the early. 2000 aughts uh we had a band called the playground slap and we played uh at the, I love all these band names dude. i know san diego uh fair the or the del mar fair as it was back then um so basically oh wait wait he, he's got some funny ones too um we also have a, a project called the league of assholes <laughs> and nice. and that is that's like the the threat music you know that's that's the music um that's like right on the edge of like purging and it's basically a noise band but it's uh, a curated uh collection of of sounds i guess it's it's really no way to describe the league of assholes you can find them on Bandcamp. yeah i'm i'm already going i'm going yeah <laughs> So the, when you tell me you can't describe it, I'm immediately there. So the their most recent release is uh, a really futile and stupid gesture. That's and and it's got a very uh very controversial looking cover. <laughs> but there's another one called Unplugged that's uh that's that's pretty amazing too. That's rad, dude. All right. So let I, I want to check all that out, but I, all right, Bill, I want to get back onto you again. I know we've been doing these side things, but I want to know about you for sure. So like yeah. you're talking about, um, dad being a drummer, he stops. Yep. And then after dad stops, what, what was it that like drove you? When did you get your first kit? By the way, did you already, you didn't go cross that I, yet? I, well, I got my first kit. My, my father was a drummer. And so I inherited his and it was, okay. Seven. You got some hand-me-down kits. 
It was a February 8th, 1961 set of Ludwigs. Mm. That's what the date stamp on the inside said. Oh, yeah. I gave those to my kid. Wow, dude. That's I love that. I I, I think that passing that stuff down, if you're going to pass, you know, art and music down, giving an instrument that you were working on at that age to that your your kin or not your kin your progeny and you're like hey dude this is what i learned i think it gives it more of an energy too i think oh it's total energy yeah yeah absolutely you know it, it, instead of just taking them to the local music store and buying them the hundred dollar kit Oh, God. versus hey here's all the history in these drums right here and it's embedded in it you know yeah so i gave those to him and you know he's got those uh but i pretty much bought my first drum kit after those and uh, it was a set of ludwigs it was a 16 by 24 kick drum a 14 by 15 and a 15 by 16 rack tom and an 18 by 18 floor i mean these things were like dave Grohl, look out buddy these yeah. things, it was all floor toms and, and that's what i had to develop yeah. on and and they were huge and they were big sounding and and they just they were thuddy and and that's how i developed you know like my technique because i had to beat the crap out of these monstrous sounding drums right they were huge. I've never played a kit that big since, actually. <laughs> is that is that a thing? If they're bit the bigger the drum, the harder you gotta hit it? Yeah, oh yeah, because you gotta okay. really move that air. Yeah. Yeah, because like a 12 inch tom, you know, it's that's this is a 12 right here, you know. I can hit that and this is a 16. Oh yeah, the frequency. That, that would have been my second tom right there. So the first tom was a 15. 16 and then an 18 <laughs> so they were they were monsters that's so big yeah and you know from there i pretty much uh you know i got i i found what sounds i was looking for in smaller drums and then you know began playing in bands around the south and then when i was 20 i moved to california mm -hmm. well, so, what made you make that decision Oh, my mom moved to California uh, okay. from Mississippi. So I kind of followed her out to San Diego. Mm -hmm. and and, by the way, also, too, I've been listening in the background a little bit to uh, Bird Problems. That's a fucking crazy band. <laughs> yeah, aren't they good? God, it's like it's like it's metal. It's metal. I didn't know. I thought it was going to be like some sort of progressive Dude, kind of style of band. I was like, holy Bill, shit. Bill has been showing me crazy bands like for like over 20 years like dude 30 years oh my god dude. 30 years yeah it's like dude man i remember you, yeah. you'd be like go check out tribal tech and in yeah yeah King crimson stuff you were always telling me about that stuff and all kinds of stuff dude like uh god i can't even uh the dixie dregs and all kinds oh of stuff. oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i heard about yeah. dixie dregs from casey that's yeah. uh that's the yeah. that's dave larue right dave larue on bass yeah dave larue on bass yeah rod yeah, morgan's yeah, yeah. on drums yeah no they're awesome that's it. You got your you got your pulse on the uh, on the old uh, cool stuff coming out. I mean, <laughs> the old. Oh, yeah. I mean, bird problems. I'm looking at their picture and they're children. They, <laughs> like, they are. They're very young. That's what I was saying. They're really young and shiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they, really they, haven't gone, the they haven't gone through rehab or, oh or divorce yet. I, I used to. I have 
<laughs> the rehab so is going to be like, from, yeah, go ahead. Go oh, ahead go. No, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just going to say, let's talk about um, how things progressed with you because we jumped to 20 real quick, but I just want to know like during high school, what was your jam? Like what was the things you were listening to all the time? And, and did you have friends that, that were like-minded or were you solo out in your oh, yeah. own little thing? Well, I had a band growing up and, and it, the band was called trouble. And, uh, it, it was kind of like around the hair band era, Motley Crue and all that. So, you know, we played some of that stuff, but we also played a lot of maiden and Sabbath and, uh, maiden and Sabbath. And there was a band out of Canada called exciter that I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. The Beeler brothers, Dan Beeler. And, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but, uh, that that group really kind of blew my mind. But um, then I discovered Jethro Tull and mm. that took me yeah. down the progressive path, you know, and I started mm. digging that because everybody was into Rush, you know, and it was like, yeah, Rush is great. But, you know, then I discovered Tull. But Iron Maiden was in there as well, as well as Black Sabbath. And so oh, yeah. I listened to a lot of that and. And then pretty much anything that came off of the Metal Blade records or uh, Roadrunner records, you know, that that whole catalog that was big in my uh, in my my existence. And in the in the 90s, you're saying so you that was in the 80s in the 80s. Oh, that was in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, that was yeah. early 80s. Roadrunner was around in the 80s, huh? Yep. Oh, yeah. No shit. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Well, OK, so then it was like it was just what the heavy metal was of the time that you were yeah have do you remember the movie heavy metal do you remember the yeah. about that yeah that that was kind of like a big depiction of what they made heavy metal out to be but then you know there was also bands like you know my later boss in life uh paul gilbert's uh racer x that oh, came yeah. around you know, Mr. and then Ingwood Mountain. Yeah. Ingwood. Yeah. Well, Mr. Big. I missed Mr. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was in the 90s. And I wasn't listening to much gotcha. uh, metal stuff by then. I had kind of graduated over to more prog and jazz fusion stuff at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's when I lived in California. I had made the move from Mississippi to California in 1989. Okay. 89. Gotcha. And okay, so when you got to San Diego, um, how long was it until you found some friends were on the same page as you? Um, it took me about two weeks before I was already working. Mm -hmm. So, like, I got to San Diego, I went and auditioned with a band, and it was a 50s band. We were playing 50s and 60s music, and I just got out and I started working. But then I was rehearsing myself at this place called Soundtracks over behind the San Diego Sports Arena. And there was this guy named Dean who used to come in and we used to jam and he'd listen to me play and and I'd listen to him play and we started jamming together and he brought in this sax player named Irwin. And I can't remember Irwin's last name, but he brought the sax player in and we started talking and he says, hey, man. I, I think you'd uh, really do good in my brother's band. We got a band up in L.A. And uh, why don't you come up and uh, and and play with us? And I was like, sure, no problem. So the day that I was supposed to go up and play with Dean and his brother in L.A., my van got stolen the night before. And oh, I yeah. had 
I had this horrible fight with my girlfriend and it was just no way I was going to ask her to drive me to LA. And so this is back in the day before cell phones and all that. Yeah. And so I kind of blew off Dean and his brother. And so anyways, long story short, uh, Dean and his brother, uh, ended up being a guy named Dean and Robert DeLeo from Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, um, damn. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, that was like one quick, you know, sidestep of uh, could have been, could have, should have, would have, you know. Yeah. So, kids, show up to wherever you get called. <laughs> you never know who yeah, it's be. Exactly. You just never know. Right? You have no idea, yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was the first, like, big, you know, but that took years to come to fruition and you realize you know holy cow look what that could have turned into you know yeah. i mean that was literally you know a decade of you know like wow but anyways um after that uh you know i taught drum lessons throughout the san diego area and played in different groups and you know doing different things i played in disco bands and and i was doing a a lot of recording work and that, you know, some of the earlier things that I played on, uh, I don't know, Casey, do you remember a bunch of state of mind stickers that were all over Carlsbad? Did you ever see those? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So I played in that band state of mind and we, we did an yeah. album together. That was a lot of fun. And, and then it was when I was in, uh, 2001, uh, a guy that I'd been playing with, uh, Kevin Cooper, who's a bass player. He had the gig with Ike Turner. And so Ike needed a drummer. And so he comes to me, he says, Hey, Billy, man, Ike needs a drummer. And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. No problem. I'll, I'll come over and do it. And so that's when I went and auditioned for Ike Turner and I got the gig. And one thing, that, and how, how old were you at that time? 33. Okay. Yeah. I was about in my thirties. So from my early twenties on to like my, early thirties, I was playing in different, you know, blues bands and, uh, just, you know, whatever else I could play in. I was making a living doing it. You know, I, I, music was paying my rent. Right. You know, it, it was a, uh, that, that was cool. I mean that at least I had that going, you know, <laughs> did you meet, did you meet Tina? Uh, no, but I knew her sister. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I knew her sister, Eileen. Okay, cool. She was really cool. She, so that, you know, they, there's a whole, you know, saga about Ike and Tina that, you know, we, right. That's a whole nother episode, but I never really, <laughs> exactly. I never knew any of that side of it. You know, I never saw any of that side of it. I just, right. If you're just the hired gun, like we were talking about, you're just here to, to play the beats on the songs and, yeah, deal with the drama and, and make sure you're in the groove, dude. But, you know, little, little, little did i know that i would be like playing with a guy that you know made rock and roll history i mean he's the guy he's the reason why rock and roll was invented he's uh the the uh he's uh, the original rock and roll record the first rock and roll record was ike turner jackie brinston rocket 88 mm. so he's the guy who started this entire thing that we're doing jesus and I, got to, I got to play with him that's Damn, wild that's dude trip. and what 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 year is that record how does that compare to like chuck berry and some of the other guys we would think of 1953 okay Damn. so Damn. chuck berry was right around the same time you know they were all coming out of the south 
it's my my home state of mississippi you know yeah 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 that was another you know thing that we had together and we were all scorpios <laughs> hey i'm a scorpio too Woo! october 26th yeah i'm november 21st oh so we're right on the edge of it yeah I'm I'm, on the I'm, beginning of it you're on the end of it i'm a scorpitarius <laughs> what, what is it virgo before me is that what it is i can't remember let me get my um, chart yeah yeah pull it out bro i know you got it on hand <laughs> it's always a virgio it's the it's, a virgio <laughs> The Virgio, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I am still make fun of me. Oh, what up, John? Wait, John Gacy's crawl space, October 27th. Oh my gosh, what up, dude? We got a bunch of scorpions up, yeah, a bunch (laughs) of scorpions tonight, dude. It's a good band. Uh, do you uh, do you remember (laughs) remember getting uh, do you remember getting Casey as a student? And how long did you teach? I do, I remember getting Casey as a student. I used to, uh, Okay, so here's what happened. I remember going into the Guitar Center on their grand opening in San Marcos. And as you can imagine, the drum department at a Guitar Center on a grand opening night was absolute fucking chaos. Madness, yeah. Yeah, cacophony. I mean, just 10 10 million (laughs) decibels. Everybody wailing away. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting down on a kit, and I was just kind of like just sort of feeling out of groove, and I'm just kind of like just playing a little thing playing it really quiet, you know, and the next thing you know, I'm the only one playing. Mm, (laughs) And and I rode that little wave of like silencing that place for like six years. (laughs) (laughs) I I never had to, I I never had to advertise just Uh, at guitar center. They had my flyers out and, and, you know, they, they did the advertising for me and they uh, would just tell them, call this guy. And so that's how I got Casey. That's right, so cool. dude. Yeah. And, I, and you you were teaching my friend Lewis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I got I, you were there doing a lesson one day, and I was like, "Hey," and I wanted to, you know, hook up with you and do lessons. And that was that. You know, I remember that. Well, Lewis is still doing it, man. He is a nice. fantastic drummer. He's phenomenal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Real quick, it. so Lewis was the first, and then you went Casey after, or did you guys discover him? Did you discover him first? Oh, he was teacher? teaching Lewis already, my friend. Yeah, okay. that's what happened. Yeah, I, I was yeah. teaching Lewis, and then you, yeah, okay, that's what David that's- and I were in a band with him briefly. Uh, yeah, we've talked about like a lunchtime battle band, but yeah, ba- battle one, of the bands. Battle. Battle. I remember that battle of bands, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lewis was 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 killing it back then, and I I was like, I had played drums in bands, like, but I really wanted to like learn like his technique or like you know see, and and you were there one day like teaching him, and I was like, dude, I want to do lessons. Is that cool? And so we up, you know? he <laughs> nice. used to come to my parents' house for a while, and like I, I remember our first lesson. I still I still remember it, and like and uh, you you were basically like play something for me and so i was like okay and so i just like started doing weird fills and trying to be all like technical and weird and you were just like all right all right just like play like a beat like just play just play a groove Calm the fuck down. and then i played yeah. some groove just simple and you were like okay that tells me more about your drumming than any of that other stuff you're just doing like you know and like uh it's kind of that's cool. a good that's kind of like you know yeah when someone gets a guitar and they're just like like they like figure one scale out but or like a pattern like they just go all the way down the strings with it it's like all right, let's hone yeah. this in a little bit. Let's. I could probably that. learn a sweep and just continuously <laughs> learn it until it looks like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. But if you 
tell me to try and play. That, that's a good. That's a good lesson thing, though. It's like you, you get to feel like his actual groove. You get to feel where he's starting from. Like it's not like him trying to. Yeah. Because like yeah. you put him on the spot, he's like, he's like, uh, you know, he's like trying to go as hard as he can. But like, like when you actually like, all right, just let's go out do like four four, like a like you know like one twenty. Yeah. Like what what was your what was your thinking on that, Bill? That's that's cool. Yeah. Like just I mean I, I get it now, but I'm just, I just want to hear how you. Well, it's, it's to this day, you know, like today yeah. I was teaching at the Seattle drum school, you know, and I've got, nice. you know, students of all walks of life and, you know, I've got everybody from, you know, 12 year old kids all the way up to, you know, 70 year old guys. And um, the first thing I'm like, is like, how are you selling that? You know, you, you can play a beat now, sell it to me, mm. you know, sell, sell me the beat, you know? Mm, yeah because that's that's the thing you know it's like if if you can if you can sell it to me and play it convincingly mm -hmm. you know and and that's that's really really what it boils down to because that's what we do right. as musicians you know we take a, a thing and we we take a concept or a, a piece of music and we we have to hone our skills to the point where we play it convincingly and therefore you know we're selling it mm -hmm. yeah, definitely right and having your own little fling on it too because i've you can especially in extreme metal drumming you can kind of just see the same kind of technique being reproduced by multiple humans and yes it's st mm -hmm. it's sick that they can do that and play like that and all that stuff but i now getting older and and just like being you know fully marinated in all the shit that i've listened to, it's like the guys that really stand out and show me themselves through their playing that are they i will buy that you're selling it to me i'm gonna buy that you know yeah exactly i mean that's that's what we do you know we we're in the kind of like this cosmic uh you know sort of packing and shipping business where we're mm -hmm. uh, like okay, so drummers. This this is my theory on drummers. Uh, we we draw lines in the coloring book for other people to scribble their melodic colors into. <laughs> That's cool. Mm. That's yeah. And yeah. so so therefore, you know, we create little rhythmic containers. You know, for right. for, for things for melody to go into. So that's like this cosmic packing and shipping industry that we find ourselves in <laughs> that makes God, sense because like if, if, if the if the rhythm section or the guitar goes off the drummer's box or the what the the what you've drawn for them is just like everyone's like what the fuck's going on but if they like if the drummer is like like decides to slow things down and the guitar player is there with them he's, he's within the box people it just keeps the groove going it could be odd you know like slower tempos to higher tempos and stuff but if the box is like they're both following each other it's like contained you know it's not like going outside the lines too much or if the drummer is laying down something so incredibly steady that's you know the then it allows the drum uh, the guitar player to play something very legato and you know very sort of broad over the top of that so it's kind of like floating over the top of the entire rhythm you know yeah. and some counter sort of melody you know that that occurs and and you know that that becomes a new realm of creativity oh mm -hmm. damn yeah oh, definitely, definitely. Definitely. I uh I've also grown to in my later years appreciate the relationship between the bass player and the drummer. I didn't really fully get that when I started involving myself in music and I'm I'm only a vocalist so that's probably why I didn't pay attention to that as much as I should have. 
but now that I'm seasoned in the game, I'm like the bass player and the drummer are my favorite. That's like more like that's more like the roots of all rock. Like for us, we were like, <laughs> like, we're, like, <laughs> like we're going like 300 beats a minute, and there's like it's not really, but like in like a blues band or a rock band, like the the bass and drums. That's like that's the that's your skeleton. Well, that's and that's then, the the yeah. drivetrain, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I got a and question then, for Bill. Yeah, yeah do yeah. it. Coming in. So, like, when I came to you, I was already pretty much playing pretty much into death metal band. Like, I was still doing the rush and progressive rocks, and you were showing me all kinds of cool stuff, odd times, and really cool stuff. But a lot of it, well, I was like, how do I play fast and and have stamina? And like, I was kind of just tensing up my arm and doing the blast beats and all that, and getting super cr- cramped and tired and stuff. And you totally taught and also you taught me like how to do doubles and sticking and all i mean everything like you taught me the whole gamut but um yeah like i just uh what was like my question is what what was your perception to like metal how like that that style of metal with the full on the growls and all that kind of stuff and like and also the like the, the super fast playing and the double bass and the blast beats like at that time like because you, you you were always super cool about it, but I know it's not like your main style of music for sure. Well, you know, it, it's it's music's gonna evolve, you know. And the yeah. I was I was around during the the very groundbreaking, you know, like Metallica and Anthrax. Right. Uh, you, you know, uh, that was the double bass stuff that we had to listen to, and and then death metal kind of came out of like Venom and uh, you know Venom yeah. were the forefathers of death metal. Yeah, I could agree with that. And I, I had, I had all their albums, like, you know, uh, at war with Satan was one. I remember being, you know, a big one that that was like, oh, this will piss off the parents right here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we had that. And then, um, you know, it, it just is as music will do, you know, musicians are going to evolve. And, and so really what it is, is that if there, there are a core, you know, group of, uh, uh, techniques that are going to give you the ability to play anything and having good hand technique and good, the ability to count and mm-hmm. understanding subdivisions. Those are the things that are going to get you, you know, to where you need to be as a drummer, you know, because if you know how to count something, then you can play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. really that's what it boils down to. If you can count it, you can play it. That's, that's mm-hmm. it. You know, and so having good hand technique and having the ability to play singles, doubles, triples and to do it relaxed, you know, because that's the most important thing is to play relaxed, you know, that right. yeah. it, 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 whatever you want to use it for, however you want to play, whatever music you're going to play, it'll work. You can play jazz, you can play blues, you can play rock, you can play death metal. It doesn't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Gospel chops. Yep. Yeah, and stuff, and then also I like, like, like the Muller method and stuff, right? Yep, and all that, you know, just a movement of like, like how did you describe that? It was like how, how to move the wrist and stuff. I mean, I, I teach it my own way, but I know. Well, yeah, there's you know most most drummers when they when they make an upstroke, you see how my fingers flew out like that? Yeah, flying out like that. So look where the sticks really landing. It's like. You see how high up my arm is? It's like at a, not even at a 45 degree. So bringing that wrist back all the way to the top of the stroke, that's a point where most drummers, you know, who are beginning don't ever exploit that. Mm-hmm. And you really have to get, you know, the full range because this is a machine that mm-hmm. you're working on. You know, you've got finger control right here as well as wrist control. Wrist control is for slower things. 
and finger control is where all your speed's going to come from. Yeah. And then you're using them in conjunction with one another. So if you're playing something medium fast, you know, see, I'm using part wrist right here, but I'm also using my fingers in there. And then, you know, playing them groups of four like that or three mm -hmm. or two like that, just to, you know, exploit emotion to make it work for you. Hey yeah. guys, I got to run to the restroom real quick. Go for it, dude. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. I'll, be, I'll be right back. Okay. Get. It. You know what? I I think I need to also. Yeah. Should have well, put on my meme break channel thing. Sure. No, it's all here. If Just you want, to like, oh, good. Just the picture. Yeah. Oh, here, here. Yeah, see that. Be right there back. There you, there you go. Dude, that's that's cool. That's cool. Here and uh, that's I mean, like I know because Casey. I mean, Casey's gone, so I could talk good about him for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean he had this kind of like feel to him i could tell like i could tell his when you talk about the wrist i could tell casey's wrists were always mm -hmm. doing that full thing like I would, I would literally be i'd practice with him for days and days and hours and and just just watch him just so the the wrists actually make a lot of sense so joseph as we are we are non-drummers and yeah and joel's actually hitting uh a nerve with me too because lately i've really been paying attention to wrist technique in any drummer that i'm watching play and so what is it about like is that really like the main shit now it's like everybody used to be like oh feet fast feet whatever but it's like um it's really in the hands dude i so yeah so i have students and i will watch their technique and i'm like man, you are hitting that speed barrier because everything is like a full arm motion. Uh, yeah. And it's like, not you, using you're, your you're using your, yeah, you're not being as efficient. And if you just get that thing going, you can get two strikes out of one motion, yeah. out of one arm motion. And it's like that, 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 instead of that, 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 that. But it's mm -hmm. actually what, what freaks me out is looking, watching them not be able to do it and being like, that used to be me, but I can't relate to it because I would never try to play like that anymore. So, uh, so it's like a new, it, like you can't, yeah, you can't take yourself back to before you I, yeah. learn that. Oh, well, it's, it's weird. Cause I can like imitate how they do it. And then I'm like, now just do it like this instead. And then they can't follow me to that. And it's like, yeah, well, just practice and think about it. And here's, and think about it like fluid. And, and I, I remember Casey, uh, teaching me that as well when I was his student he would you know I would be like playing like uh, probably about the same age as when he was Bill's student I was like 17 maybe I was a little older um, yeah. and I was like yeah I can play like punk rock I can do all these you know like and I want to play decrepit stuff and he would be like all right well you know molar technique is what you need um, and I don't know I just I guess uh, everything that he said about with bill teaching him it just like almost happened to the t seven or eight years later like i don't know what yeah, more yeah. to say other than that it i was produced. even watching yeah. bill do some stuff earlier and i was like that that posture that he had while he was doing that really reminds me of casey too so yeah it's just like maybe even like how you sit you if you're taught by somebody who obviously made an impact on casey it, anybody who makes an impact on you you end up just kind of not mimicking but like just learning how they do things and you end up becoming you could tell like who was taught by who almost if you just sit them right it's next like a big amalgamation of all the all the people and all the 
<laughs> like you know him working on stuff on his own and then like then certain techniques with this guy and then certain techniques yeah. you know like bill did you have any other uh students that went on to have drum careers yeah well like we were talking about uh lewis um mm-hmm. lewis layoutis he's got a band called elon mosque <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so, and, um, he, he's a uh he's a really interesting guy he he turned out to be really cool and uh his music is very interesting and and um got some adventure to it uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find. I think they're on uh, YouTube or Facebook, one of the two. But or, oh, I'll definitely it. be referencing this episode for every band name I've heard because I've loved them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the best band name episode ever. Yes. Um. Yeah, and then there's there's a few uh, people around, you know, Seattle that I've been teaching, and I can't really think of anybody like. Uh, off the top of my head. Oh, wait. God. Yes, I can. So in 1994, I was working for a little drum company called Orange County Drum and Percussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, OCDP. They became like the first like boutique drum company. Yeah. You know, they they their their shit was everywhere. So uh, Daniel, the owner, says, hey, I got this friend of mine, Adrian, who needs to uh, he needs to learn how to play to a click track. Uh, it, otherwise, he's going to be replaced on the album by a studio drummer. And they've got major label representation. And I was like, OK, I can do this. So I, I went up and I found uh, Adrian in Anaheim and taught him a drum lesson. And then I didn't hear from him for like four years and. He calls me up one day. He's like, hey, man, we're playing San Diego Sports Arena tonight. You want to come to the show? And I'm like, sure. OK, yeah. And so we went and saw No Doubt. Mm. Nice. So I, I, I taught Adrian Young how to play to a click track. So he didn't get replaced on the album. <laughs> nice, dude. You saved him. That's, so rad. That's pretty <laughs> sweet. So sick, dude. No Doubt, actually, the Tragic Kingdom album was. That was the album. That was that was part of oh, my yeah. that was a big part of my childhood, dude. That was like one of the earliest albums. I mean, one, top ten earliest albums I ever purchased. That was. Uh, I, it, that's a yeah. fucking rad album, front to yeah. back for me, dude. I can well, still listen to it today and still get total nostalgic no, vibes. I, and, I'm just a girl, bit Yeah, there's some really fun. The bass lines are sick. The guitar lines are sick. Yeah, that's all. I probably taught him that beat. Yeah, dude. He was like, that was the beat you taught him in the lesson and he took it and used it. Probably, you know. I I teach at a school of rock and they did, I think, was it like Girl Power or whatever the theme of the show was, they did that song, uh, I'm Just a Girl. And uh, I taught a lot. I taught a lot of people how to play that song on a lot of different instruments, like keyboard, drums and bass and everything. So that was my recent, no doubt, uh, re-indoctrination. Disneyland samples in the intro to that album, too. There's actually audio from being in the park on the intro. (laughs) Only I would figure that out because I'm a freak on that shit. So so if Bill was my teacher and then I taught Joseph when he was in high school, did these kids make them Bill's grand, great grand students? Bill has great grand grand students through me. Oh, great grand students. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, used to play, I used to play Disneyland. Oh, cool. Uh, you <laughs> played the, in Disneyland? Okay, perfect. At the, yeah, Tomorrowland, at the Tomorrowland stage, you know. No shit. The one yeah. that, uh, where the rises up. 
from yeah there. yeah you know why they're all smiling when they come out of the ground why because okay. they're happy because it's the garbage pit down there. <laughs> oh, really? I shit you not, man. It's like that's where the, the garbage pit's right next to the bathroom. Oh, God, the you don't the magic for you me. You come man. out of there, you're, you're like, oh my God, it's so nice. It's not stinky anymore. <laughs> no, Fresh like, air. Oh, yeah. I can breathe. Fresh yeah. <laughs> that's how they make you come out stoked. They yeah, yeah, just put yeah. you in hell real quick before you exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> it's the contrast. You know? <laughs> okay. I got to dig one more time. I don't know uh, if if where I saw this was was legit or not, because I couldn't find it again. But did you have any connection with Taylor Hawkins when he was around? Laguna Taylor Beach, Hawkins, yeah, you know, he used to hang out at Orange County Drum and Percussion, and so he would come in and practice in my teaching room. And he came in one day, and he was back there learning the Alanis Morissette gig. Oh yeah, that's what he did before right, Foo Fighters, right? right? Yeah. Yep, yep. That he was with Atlantis, and uh, before that, he was with Sass Jordan. Okay. So that's a little early Taylor history there, but he would come into the uh, the drum shop and and hang out. And every time he'd come in and play, I'd have to go out and I'd have to ask Daniel uh, Jensen, who was uh, I think that's uh, Travis Barker's drum tech now. That's what he's been doing. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd have to ask Daniel or John Machado, who was the other guy. I'd be like, "Hey, man, Taylor just totally wrecked the cymbals. Ah, go in the cymbal room and get something." <laughs> <laughs> so they would they had to replace the symbols every time he'd come in i mean he would just destroy everything it was funny as hell like like hit them hard enough to break them <laughs> oh yeah i mean that would be just it would be like they'd be the saddest symbols you'd ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's assault well isn't it ironic uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man. oh man he was a beast yeah no, he yeah. was great i mean i don't i've never played drums but i could just tell that you know watching him that he had a super control over the instrument you know yeah, joel's apparently the only non-drummer on the podcast yeah, yeah, dude, i was a drummer dude what's up bro dude, I, I mean i can called hiya well i can i can drum on my knees pretty not good joel's so. got a fast <laughs> twitch on the desk pretty fast I, I love that Casey now <laughs> thinks that I'm a drummer because he found out I was a drummer in a band. You're a guitar player too. You could play. Uh, what I is could, it? Uh, I could play uh, Anthony for 20 years and didn't know. I wish you were here by Pink Floyd. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> play that one here. Hey man. Yeah, dude. Good, good, good um, I can't remember anything else other than maybe a Stain song or something. So when? Uh, so. When did the Paul Gilbert thing come about? Just skipping ahead to oh I man, it's a, a juicy the, part the, of the story. You get to yeah. the climax, all right? Yeah. Come on, we're in climax mode right now. You know what? I got I'm, I'm a guitar player. I'm a guitar player, so so I here's the deal. I got a pizza coming out in a minute. Okay, oh, okay. Okay. Wow. okay, yeah, yeah. So, no, no, um, I feel like you should stand by the pizza to make sure it doesn't do. burn, and then <laughs> okay. come back once we'll, it's ready. We'll, we'll, and we'll kick it for now. Pizza on the Yeah, let me let me go grab the pizza here. Perfect. Yeah, grab the and, then, and then we'll segue right into the Paul Gilbert. Oh, Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. Be awesome. hey, I love it. God, I wish awesome. it was like the future enough where you could like he can send me a slice. I think it was, <laughs> I wish it was the future enough to where I could be where he's at I'll in the space straight. right now, dude. Like know, all the space that's floating around him. I'm like, I want to just be in space doing a podcast right now. How well, sick would that be? It's cool with him that like he's you know like a lot of people 
they get older and they're not really into the technology thing. He's like older and like fucking getting a Twitch channel and like but jamming and shit. I'm much older than us, dude. He was 24 when he was teaching Casey at 17. So I don't really, I'm not trying to know. math like right now. I'm just saying like a lot of people like even well, at my I just age, mathed like, and I look, found dude, out he's not that much older. All right, let's talk about you and technology for a second then. Okay, fine. Let's <laughs> Joel just needs to grill somebody on tech. No, no, I'm just no, I was just talking about like how cool it was, and then you grilled me. So okay. No, I was just I will all I was leaning on was uh, he's not that much older, you know. Oh, I know, I know, but it's like it's like the the Twitch dude, we we're all too old for Twitch. You know what I mean? I'm too old for everything. I know, no, you are, but you're you're, you're young enough to in the past, guys. I'm gonna be in the wake. <laughs> You guys are gonna break, but I'm saying that like I was too. I'm I'm in I'm in tech for a living, and I'm too old for Twitch. So like to see him doing that's really cool. Like you know, a lot of musicians like you know you got Mike Gilbert, everyone like jumping into the the whole Twitch thing, and that's fucking awesome. And I, I love that like mm-hmm. he's already in it, and he's like older than well, us. Bill yeah. has always been super tech savvy. Yeah, um, yeah. The day. He used to make websites and stuff. So he he's, says his, he's had his website since 1977. Oh, sorry, 1997. <laughs> like, that's, there was no internet. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake. Wow. There was work groups. Maybe were off, like, yeah, yeah. He was like at Stanford Labs. <laughs> oh, I got a like, going on. <laughs> the cat internet. Guys, you cat fight. Fight. there's a cat fight on you the sure on the camera if you're going to fucking I talk about the right cat I can't see him. You can't see cat brawl right behind. That's my first one, dude. Thank you. Thank you. A cat? Oh, you had a cat brawl? Well, look at look at what Donkey's nostrils had eyeballs. <laughs> Bill's uh, he's he has this like thing when he's gone. That's like a revolving meme caster thing. All these hilarious memes, dude. And we're like laughing like what? Yeah, we were talking about that before the podcast. Like that's yeah. a good one. But literally, like there's always like the guy that has the pushback on like memes and stuff, and then like he always gets ruined because they're just too funny. You can't. Yeah. Like, there's a meme that'll come along that will make any human being in history laugh. I guarantee it's the it. greatest way to like oh God, sum up a, a punchline in one visual image. Yeah, yeah. Check out this geriatric fucking DJ. Fucking talking. <laughs> geriatric DJ. Oh, that's some fun. Well, okay. So, uh, so like when Paul McCartney played with Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic, and everyone was like, oh, it was like Nirvana, but it's like, Paul McCartney was like so much older than Kurt would have even been at that show. That kind of destroyed the whole, oh, they're like different generations in music. Yeah. It's it like kind of like mixed it all together for me. It kind of fucked me up a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. damn, like Paul McCartney fronted Nirvana kind of weird. Like, yeah. You know who I didn't mind fronting Nirvana was Joan Jett. They did like a song and I thought it was okay. It's pretty cool. You were like, never mind. This is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, dude, you, you, got, you got some zingers tonight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the one-liners are just rolling out of the gorilla tonight. I'm bringing piss to a shit fight. You want to know it's crazy it, to put like the age thing into perspective a little bit. One <laughs> other thing that I I I wonder if this is actually true and i forget where i read it but recently i read that like uh, uh somebody just like a couple within the last couple of years passed away and that person's father fought in the civil war mm-hmm. so the guy w- fought in the civil war when he was 16 had a kid when he was 81 or something <laughs> like that and then that dude lived to 98. Ooh. So literally somebody who was 
that pizza. A direct son from somebody who fought in the Civil War just died two years ago. That's a Jesus. that's a crazy fucking perspective because we look at the Civil War. How the fuck was he one ninety? One they were both like hundred something years. So old. he fought in the Civil War. At, so his dad fought in the Civil War at sixteen. Was he, was he two? And then and then when his that that dude who fought in the Civil War at sixteen <laughs> knocks the chick I up, <laughs> knocks somebody up at eighty, dude. He knocked somebody up in his eighties, and then that dude lived to ninety eight. That's some solid genes right there. I Jesus. hope he was on the right side of the war. <laughs> right side, the right side, like the I, like that's the actually a right? part of the story I do not remember one hundred percent. And hopefully he was on the right side, dude. That's what's I mean, the beautiful about being a guy. That's what's unfortunate about I mean not unfortunate, but women have to carry the baby and stuff, but guys can just anyways shoot it late. Anyways. Uh <laughs> with no blue chew. Which, by the way, we'll take Blue Chew as a sponsor if you guys are listening. <laughs> you know, sometimes we drink too much, we need some help. Right, but uh, so, so you're talking about the Mueller method, and uh, yeah, Mueller, Mueller method, yeah, yeah. Oh no, Paul Gilbert, that's what yeah, that's what I was, I was trying to but get. But finish your pizza, man. It's cool. We can, we can keep. Going. I know that pizza looks no, fucking awesome. It is awesome. You know why it's awesome? <laughs> because I just discovered a condiment. It's called ghost pepper salt. Oh no, I do. You got, did you oh. get it from uh, Trader Joe's or no? Um, I, you know, I don't know if they have it at Trader Joe's. They, we have a place here in, um, uh, north of Seattle. It's, uh, called Double D Meats. Okay. And, uh, they have like every spice on the freaking planet in there. All about so, the spice. I love ghost so pepper tapes. I went to their yeah. salt section and I saw, oh yeah, ghost pepper salt. And so I bought a jar, a can of it. It's got the, you know, grinder thing on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what mine has with the, oh, the flakes. Oh, jeez. Holy yeah, so crap. good. Yeah. It I sure love is. it. You yeah. don't have to like you don't have to mess with any of the sriracha. Or, you just go like just do a little sprinkle on there, and you're like you're yeah. good. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I need to get that. So yeah. so the Paul Gilbert thing, the way this came about, I got called to uh, do a uh, a guitar camp. Uh, they they needed a drum teacher, so I I said yeah sure I'll do it. It was at University of California San Marcos in 2015, and it was for a guitar workshop plus was the name of the program. Mm -hmm. And so I had one student and so, you know, this one student and me, we hung out all day, played drums and just, you know, we go check in on other people, you know, like, let's go crash the class where the guitar and, you know, like, hey, we're the drummers. We're just coming to check on what's happening here, you know, so like we're going to see how we're going to learn your songs for the big concert at the end of the week. And so anyways that's what we would do so and and then every night they had a feature artist mm. first night was uh stewart ha stewart ham oh stew ham yeah you ham yeah so um I, I went up to him and and say hey i'm i'm bill i play drums and you know if you need anything oh hey man it's okay i got tracks to play too okay cool hey no problem so the second night was ronda smith from prince's band the bass player oh mm -hmm. yeah yeah and she is badass. Shredder. But so I'm I did the whole same thing. Hey, I'm I'm Bill. I play drums and you know, wanna jam. And she's like, No, oh, I got tracks. And I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. All right. So she played the tracks and it was exciting and and cool. And so I was, you know, like, all right. So the next night I went up to Paul Gilbert and I said, Hey man, uh, 
you probably got tracks, but, uh, you know, I'm here. And he goes, you know, any Hendrix? And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank yeah. God. Yes, I know some Hendrix. Let's play. So we started playing and, and it was just like a perfect fit. And and so we ended up, you know, doing the concert and it was like it, it was the highlight for me. It was getting to play with Paul. He was so amazing. And and so at the end of that, I told him, well, you know, I'm about to move to Seattle from here. And uh, I know you're in L.A. He says, well, we're about to move to Portland. I was like, no way. Really? He says, yeah. So he says, call, you know, get in touch with me after the first of the year and, and let's just catch up. So, OK, no problem. And so it was like March or April of 2016. I sent him an email. I was like, hey, man, how's, you know, Portland treating you? He says, well, we're just getting settled in. He says, you want to come down and, you know, do some stuff? And I said, yeah. So I went down to Portland and recorded uh, two songs for his PG-30 album, mm-hmm. which was released in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's a double it's a double CD and it was instrumental songs and then vocal songs. Oh, OK, so the fir- so I was on the opening cut for both of those discs. Uh, the first track was called uh, U-Turn Boogie. And it, it's um, it's on my SoundCloud uh, Bill Ray drums. Okay. Uh, and, and you can find the Paul Gilbert, uh, the, the the two tracks there. And then the second one was called The Endless Enigma by um, Emerson Lake and Palmer. And it was just like a section of the song. But his wife played keyboards on it. And then uh, we did the song and he sang. And uh, and then I didn't hear from him for like a couple of years. And I was thinking, ah, he probably got Thomas Lang or something to replace my parts or something. You know, <laughs> I never heard back from him. You know, like, well, so anyways... He he called me out of the blue, or he didn't call me. He sent me he sent me an email. It was like 2018, and just like I'm at a bar playing a gig, and I was on break, and here's an email from Paul Gilbert. I'm like, okay. And he's like, first question: Can you do some tour dates on the East Coast in September? And I was like, it's September now. You mean like in, at the end of this month? <laughs> I said, yeah, I can do it. He says, okay, great. Second question. Can you come down to Portland and be there on Sunday to help me finish my album? I was like, wow. Yeah. Jesus. Sure. No problem. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, dropped everything I was doing and I went down to Portland and I went and recorded part of Behold Electric Guitar. Mm. How far Damn. is it? Just curious from. It's yeah. about three hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, he got me an Airbnb and I went down there and stayed and and you know did Man. the uh, did half of the Behold album. Man, nice. I've yeah. been follow, following your work, Bill. Like all, of, I mean, throughout the years, we've kept in touch. You know, even though we did lessons back, like that. That's what's been cool. Is like you've been a friend of mine too. Like like over all of my touring days, everything. Like I would talk to you on the phone, man. You've been so cool. And I, I remember when you like posted that, like, yeah, I'm jamming with Paul Gilbert. Da, da, da. So you're like, holy shit, this guy's a really good guitar player. So I was just like, first of all, what? <laughs> like jamming with Paul Gilbert. And then second of all, like, yeah, man. Like he, he's like one of our heroes, dude. I was just like, we were just blown away. I was just like, what the fuck? Like telling all my That's friends. That's a weird interwoven synchronicity thing. Cause yeah. you came across 
Paul Gilbert separately, Casey, and then you were taught oh, yeah. by Bill. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then it all comes oh, yeah. together. It, it's so cool, dude. Paul Gilbert. I mean, one thing about Paul Gilbert, like uh going to Nam a couple years ago, like, man, he's gotta change up his guitars because those things are fucking solid pieces of wood. Those things are probably it's the heaviest guitar I've ever held. It was probably 15 pounds. 16 pounds like i like put it on i was like what the f-? like i was like weighed down by it i was like dude like you're not getting any younger this is a fucking this is a tree trunk <laughs> so what's like the like, average weight like two three i don't know <laughs> no for real like what's the average like, weight i don't know I'm, I'm 15 pounds is, is probably shooting pretty high i'm probably probably eight or nine pounds i would say average is like two pounds three pounds mm-hmm. something like that it was just a, i remember putting it on because i was like you know that the whole ibanez section and stuff and i was like Paul Gilbert's brand new model just came out, and I was like, "Fucking Paul Gilbert! Like, I'm gonna definitely like get a chance to play this if I get to play it. I'm, I'm so doing it." So I grabbed it, and I was like, "Jesus, brother! Like, I'm not trying to do like, I'm not trying to do like curls. Like, I'm just trying to put on a guitar." And it was, it's I could tell why he did it. Like, you know, wants that sustain or something like that around those. You know, I know he's probably a, a nerd with tone, like we all are, but like, it was a fucking piece of like the heaviest, thickest, densest wood. That I put on my shoulder, and I was like, "Man, this is not sustainable." I don't know how you do. I was like wussing out immediately. Mm. <laughs> so, put up, wait, real yeah. quick. Put up. Let's. No let's question. No question. At behind the, the scenes stuff, just... real quick. Carrie, uh, this oh, is what man. happens when Carrie gives a, a compliment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, let's all read this. To, let's all actually, Anthony, you read it. And also, Casey is usually the best guitar player in whatever band he's in playing drums. And that is fucking That's true. That's not That's a false Very thing. true. <laughs> we love you, Casey. All right. Can you guys see this? Oh, that's nice. Nice. Oh, you want to put it back up? You can't see it? I can see, <laughs> it. see it. I was just looking at the his, uh, Bill's uh, SoundCloud. <laughs> Anything you want to highlight in here? Bill? Super smooth yeah. uh, sidestep there. There's Gary. um, there's a uh, some of that less risky stuff right there is uh, from yeah. the 1990s. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, that's, nice. that's that's pretty funny stuff. Um, God, what songs are there? Um, I I'll have to go look, but um, yeah, there's a there's an excerpt, the L O A excerpt. Which is the League of Assholes that excerpt? Oh, is that on? Yeah. Here? It probably is up a little higher, I like down this way. Oop, loading. I'm sure everybody in the League of Assholes is such nice people. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like death metal. It's like yeah, exactly. oh, yeah, people like, when people don't know death metal, like oh, they're like worried about it. I'm like, dude, they're nicer cool. than <laughs> any genre. Like, exactly. <laughs> There's the Paul Gilbert stuff right there. Yeah. Nice, dude. Rad. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Check it out, everybody. That that Ike Turner uh, Thanksgiving thing. That was he. Uh, I I got that voicemail from a from my uh, pretty much my adopted sister, like four years Whoa. after he died on Thanksgiving. She's like, I've been saving this voicemail from Ike for you. Uh. And, yeah, and, and I got it like four years after he passed. Sure. And it was him wishing us Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. And it was like, oh man, it floored me, dude. Wow. Wow. Yeah, dude. yeah that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool, a good man. little digital relic to keep. If you have it, keep it. Oh, totally. 
I save all my old voicemails from people, you know, like from my mom and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nowadays, it's pretty the the phone technology. You can just save it and like send it somewhere to your email. Now it's like there used to be like answering machines. You know, it's like you don't even tape a little tiny tape that you had to like you'd have to hold on to the tape. (laughs) Yeah, that little tiny in your voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It wasn't even a voicemail then. It was called just a message machine. I mean, think about how music technology's come. You used to have to have special equipment to play music. You yeah, had yeah. to have a turntable, or you had to have a cassette deck, or you had to have a reel-to-reel, or or an eight-track player, or to listen know, to it, or mm-hmm. a CD player. Yeah, just to listen to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And now we take it for granted because it's like it's ubiquitous now. I mean, everybody's pretty soon going to have their own little theme song. Well, they walk. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking your version of bringing records to to school was my version of bringing CDs to school. And I still, I'm sure you still break out records. And I uh, obviously, me, I'm saying I still do CDs too. I I drive an older vehicle, so I don't even have an auxiliary auxiliary cable for the digital stuff anyways no bluetooth no nothing so i still enjoy the just know you can get a stereo like what did that could <laughs> there's also a fm transmitter you can like get 200 bucks <laughs> no fuck you guys dude i like to i have a six cd disc changer i drive up i drive every weekend and i i like to pick my six albums that i'm gonna that's just cool though i missed that I miss that too because I miss like having to like I had to like my I had a six CD changer that was in my trunk. So I remember I in the BMW, that, dude. No, 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 it was in the Saturn. It was before uh, all that. So no, I literally wait, no, had that to, like, was Dan. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. I literally had to like pick my CDs and I had to open the trunk and put the CDs in like and that and that and that's still like compared to like back in the day with records and stuff. That's yeah, still they had like, record players and cars, didn't they? Like there was. Oh, still, I remember hearing about the models that. of that. Building Someone told about us that. about that, and they had like a. We had talked about it on the Jarzenbeck episode. Jarzenbeck. And actually, uh, shout out Mike Marinkovich. He gave us a little uh, a message. I forget where he sent it after that episode, and told us there was a Cadillac that did have That's right. a record player that came yeah. with it, dude. <laughs> Wild, that. right? wild bright did i just say wild bright no that's, that's, i mean so they had like you know the anti-skip technology with yeah. cds so there'd be like a dsp like this one's got oh, a 60 yeah, second dsp but they had that though with records on that, like the skip on the needle and stuff like it would hold down a certain pressure and stuff that's someone told us on one of the podcasts about that it was like yeah. the early i mean it was obviously way more terrible compared to like yeah. it wasn't like going capturing the cd into, into like ram and then holding on to it it was like yeah. no nope, if it bumps you're fucked I was like, he can't help you that there's no ram there but anyway Jarzenbeck. bill have, have you heard of ron jarzenbeck and i was that was the watch tower and that stuff yeah okay and billy billy or billy billy bobby jarzenbeck yeah yeah who did he play with now he plays a rob halford and uh no, yeah. currently he's still with Halford, right? No, Bobby. I, I don't know. But play I, with know. A, I mean, Halford probably hasn't done. Playing with George Strait right now. I follow him on Facebook. Oh, George Strait. Okay. Yeah. No shit. He's out in Texas. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's so crazy to think that Bobby Jarzenbeck's playing with George Strait, dude. Wow. Everything that he could do, and he's playing 
country music. Well, I mean, dude, I know it, it pays the bills. You know, right? I I have a theory that that that's where all the hair metal bands went was over to country. country. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, just yeah, because you know, pocket. from hairspray it, to tassels. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Next album name. Um, do you guys know who's the guitarist of Poison? Uh, Bird problems. Next Deville. album from Hairspray oh, yeah. to Tassels. Deville? Yeah. So, Deville, yeah. Oh, Cece Deville. Yeah, yeah. He's a trainer. so. I taught a student recently here in Newport Beach, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my friend's dad used to be in Poison." And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And then he's like, hey, yeah, he was like our... Frank DeVille. What are you talking about? Frank was... DeVille. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> like, yeah, his, his dad was our soccer coach. So, you know, I like had multiple interactions. And so I looked it up and it's, it's CC DeVille lives here in Newport Beach as a son on the soccer team with the student I had. And, oh, Jesus. Uh, and I, I looked it up and I think Poison was, was active. No, they, they, were, they, were on t- they were on tour. Cause I know, I remember I saw some yeah. like, uh, because Brett Brett Michaels is the singer, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw some like someone post like a reel where he's like they're doing an arena tour opening, maybe even for Motley Crue or something. They were doing something big like that, and uh, watching him like trying to cover that bald spot, just like <laughs> you know that that bandana still. And he's like, I was like, I was like, I want to show you a video of of your friend's dad from back in the day. And uh, we we got through like ten seconds before I had to censor it. I'm like, all right, you're not allowed to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a poison music video, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, that was him. You saw it, so yeah. That's so, where I mean, they all you, either went to California, where they started, or went to Texas. Or so, Bill, you were part of that. I mean, you were like, so you going out to you know California and stuff. The the but, I call it butt rock. Sorry, the uh, you know hair metal scene. Like, so that was like where it kind of started as far as like you getting into that whole like drumming. I don't know what I'm talking about. I have uh, alcohol. No, I, 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 I never, I never joined the hair metal scene. I mean, but you I, said you were, in, you, were into it, though. you were into it though. Right. Well, well, I, talks I, about I was into it because it was the only thing that was there for a minute. And that was like about 1983. Okay. I went way back in the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and so, and so, when I moved to California, I was already pretty much ensconced in the whole jazz fusion move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. let me ask. A, 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 how about? So you've seen a lot of you know genres come and go. Like what? What do you yeah. think? What What impressed you in like rock history as you kind of lived through it? The the longevity of blues. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. The, the fact that blues is such, you know, it's an alive and huge community now. Yeah. And, and, and also the metal community as well. You know, every, every community has got their own thing, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and they're all great people. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the metal community has kind of it's like changed blues. styles a little bit. The blues community. I mean, there's, there's new sure. players out there that are doing something different and stuff, but like metal community, like the, the kind of like, flows and genres but they're still yeah. there like like metal uh, blues guys and my mom and my dad are just like they'll go to like a, just a standard blues show and it'll be like fucking packed you know it still holds yeah. water to this day and it's like the initial beginnings of rock and roll so that's pretty cool well it's like that that whole meme where it says uh you know what's the difference between a jazz musician and a, and a blues musician a jazz music, uh, blues musician plays three chords in front of 30,000 people 
and a jazz musician plays 30,000 chords in front of three people. <laughs> I think that's where jazz and death metal can cross over. Yeah. I like, yeah. the, extra, I like yeah. the extra zero. I've always heard 3,000, but 30,000. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to start exaggerating that joke more and more. He has like 300,000 people. What's the biggest show you guys ever played? What? Who, what's the biggest? Uh, a thousand people at Maryland. No, the Holy Gully. Uh, no, Holy Gully. <laughs> no, I think there's uh, a thousand people in MDF. Well, well, well okay, so speaking of shows, I just want to say that uh bill you came to our show on the first bloodletting tour uh i think that was or maybe that was even before that maybe it was 2005 i can't remember but we played in san marcos at the jumping turtle yeah and you and you can't no it must have been because you it was decrepit and odious so you saw us both play and and it was pretty cool and joel and anthony of course were there with us and david in the chat war, Warbreaker, he was our what other up, Warbreaker. And uh, he he was in that band with me and Lewis way back, so he's OG. He knows you, Bill, from way back. I don't know if you remember David, but but yeah, my friend. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, I don't know, it's Dave, it yeah, I know. Dave, uh, yeah, Dave Mead. No, oh, Dave Mead is also our friend from high school. This is David Siskin, but okay. yeah, yeah, but uh, okay, I had to get my Dave straight there. Yeah, that's a, lot, that's, that's a really yeah. unique name, David. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just gonna say we all need to get our Dave straight. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. remember you coming and just like we're all doing this crazy death metal show, and you're just walking around, you're like, Yeah, right on, guys. Like, you know, <laughs> I just took this off. I, I, I was just floored by how you played, man. It's like, Oh, dude, you, you just, created this beast. The, the shit that you just played, just, fault, yeah. Holy cow, man. Yeah. That was one. Okay, oh. Casey, sorry, let me put you under the light just for a second. I need to ask Bill. You've got question. light above him. Yeah, I got <laughs> plenty of lights. Uh, how so did you see um potential like what kind of potential did you see in casey when you taught him i don't know how long you guys were working together um i just want to know as a teacher seeing casey like did you already see that he could be what he is today because he is regarded as i know you go away he hates this stuff there he is all right um (laughs) He's regarded as one of the greatest. Okay, he's in so. the discussion. He's always in the discussion. <laughs> and he'll never, he'll never cop to it. It's fine. But we're his friends, and we want him to know how good he is. So I just want to know, like, when you were teaching him, did you see, oh, this this kid's got something different going, or whatever, you know? Well, you know, I always see myself as being more like the trail guide rather than the teacher. You know, I've kind of like I I know the places to step and I know the places where to say, hey, go check that out, you know, or or Mm -hmm. go, you know, go turn over that rock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, I I just kind of show, you know, show them the little, you know, features to to check out and all that. And so I always knew he was going to be great because, you know, not only is he a great drummer he also plays guitar and you know instrumentally you know he understands music on a on a, a great you know deep level so mm-hmm. so he had you know he's definitely got that going for him and uh and now he's running a music school <laughs> yeah and he's yeah. still creating music with us and he's already he's always the virus like, of music he literally is <laughs> is like the yeah, he's like the 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 at the helm of creating odious mortem 
and I love it because I, I always trust him with the keys. You know, the thing is, is Odious Mortem really was kind of a creation of my stuff that was in, influenced and spawned from Bill a lot, and early songs like Nux Vomica and certain parts where there's like a polyrhythm where the ride stays in like a two against whatever, and the snare pattern implies like a different. But this, you know, so that whole like kind of that on and off like you know two against whatever ride pattern mm-hmm. like dude like all those things are all just me like not trying to impress bill but trying to like uh just impress use, bill like, well yeah <laughs> okay, but okay. not not like okay. like but artistically though it's a different thing you know yeah, or yeah, utilize yeah. the tools that you yeah yeah you got a tool you got a new thing in your yeah, arsenal i mean and, and it was never it was about playing fast and like being able to like do stuff that was like up to but it was never about just that though it was about the music and creating a song or like doing something weird and like like you know just trying something or kind of combining things that i would hear with like his playing and then add double kicks under it and like and put it in and then dan would have some weird timing riff and i'm like oh that has some weird i can change that and it was all from bill right Looks like I was, I was gonna uh, say Bill, for Bill. listeners, go out and listen to Gestation of Worms demo, Odious Mortem, if you wanna. Oh, Nux Vomica. That one, that one part that I've always questioned Casey on, because it's a. Oh fuck that part, dude. I'm like, but it all meets up at one point, and I'm like, I don't even know the math. I just know, I know, like Casey, like someone said, no, no, it's he like explained it to me, and I was like, so real quick before we we check out Bill's drum set here that he's he's sitting down, it's super cool. David brought up a funny story of uh when I was in high school. Go ahead and click it, Joel. Uh, and uh. It was funny, Bill. I was coming over for a lesson and I was like probably 17, 18. I don't know, whatever. And like basically probably 18 uh, for the, you know, but basically I, uh, I had been, you know, puffing with my friends and stuff and you know how it goes. And, and <laughs> I, I came over and like, and I had, you know, I had some in my pocket or something and I like put it in my, in my van. And then I like walk in straight to the lesson and like, and you were like, Hey man, you've been like smoking some of that green bud. Like and I was like, no, no, not today. You know, and you were like, all right, it's cool, but you know, it was like so. Like, no, it's like freaked, dude. Uh, we're actually vibing. You don't even realize, young one. Uh... I was, I was going to show you the, the probably one of the first things like polyrhythmically I showed you. Yeah, oh, you fuck yeah. This is awesome. This is what I want to see. So, yes. so uh, it's it's a thing, and and it's five against four or four against five. So it'd be one. Two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. So that's the top part right there. Oh, yeah. And then so the bottom part would be like playing um, the kick drum. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Or one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. That was the first thing I showed you, probably. You guys got that? I, I actually I got it. And I know I did. I'll it's never like, be able to recreate it myself with my limbs. Whenever we talk, we can't get it. So, so watch. Whenever we talk, you can hear So 
something like that. Yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. So dude. much something like that, dude. Do I, you play I, traditional grip uh primarily? Um yeah. Yeah, I've been playing yeah. traditional grip all my life and I just I I'll sometimes I, I do play match grip, but for the most part I've been traditional grip. Mm-hmm. What are the what are the advantages of doing that? Because I've seen like you know Virgil Donati. There's like a bunch of drummers that do it, and there's other drummers that don't do it. So what's the what's the advantage or disadvantage of either one? It stirs the energy differently, I suppose. Um, okay. You know, it, it there's not real advantage or disadvantage, but I tell you, every time I get off a stage, there's always some old guy that comes up and says to me, "You're the first drummer I've seen play correctly in the past fifty years." <laughs> <laughs> impressing the old guys huh? yeah yeah, yeah. Impressing the old guys. it's like the one time i was on the road with paul we were someplace we were in italy or something and he he comes off the gig at the end of the night and he's like you know i saw some there were some girls in the audience tonight and they were actually crying and i was like yeah, you know why they were crying, Paul? Because it's like as soon as their boyfriend saw you play guitar, it's like, well, there goes the freaking vacation. They're going to spend all their shit on the guitar and amp, right? <laughs> Bye-bye vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Can oh, you, man. Would you take a couple uh, drum, drum beat requests? Sure. What's that? What would you like? Can you play Rosanna? Uh, yeah. You want it with or without a backing track? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, uh, that's awesome, man. Without, yeah. Yeah, so that's. That's that's Rosanna right there, slowed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's uh, awesome. What next? Oh, <laughs> uh, what's the Tears gone. for Fears song? Everybody wants to rule the world. like that yeah i always just played the hi-hat on the and 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 there it is yeah like that yeah that was that's how i learned it Um, how about some some you know drum fills in five just do anything in five just Uh, what you feel like Whatever five you want. Oh, hang on. I got something for you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I have to pee. Have, but you, heard, have you heard of... Uh, <laughs> have you heard of Marvin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, kind of Jewish uh, klezmer jazz kind of stuff. I love that shit. I mean, Zorn, Bungle, Stratosphere, blah, 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 all that stuff. Huh. I've never heard of it. It sounds rad. Hey, let me uh, let me find my. Uh... Where is it? Uh... OK. 
I'm not saying Marvin's going to be that, but once Professor said Jewish klezmer jazz, I was like, oh, that might be that. So I might be wrong. It's, 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 Am I on the same wavelength, Professor? Yeah. I think they do have like a... Uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like Secret Chiefs, all that stuff in there.
Okay, dude. Damn. Literally, go, though, dude. that was probably the greatest wow. performance we've had on the show, dude. That was, that was uh, cool. an experience, dude. I had a great time throughout that whole thing, dude. Thank you for that. Oh, thanks, man. Dude, you can rip, bro. There's some parts in there where you really you got guys. me, dude. You pulled me right in, dude. Yeah, yeah it, I was having a little hard time hearing in a couple of places, but um, yeah, uh, believe me, it was it was fucking great. Sounded great here, to dude. us. I um, yeah, I got I got tons of stuff that I play along. Oh, <laughs> dude, if so, you can grace us with one yeah, more experience like that, dude, and maybe not right now, but it, it, before well, we get off, I would love another experience like that. I just had a great time. Bill, Bill goes live quite a bit, right? Like you. uh yeah, I'm, I'm um, on pretty much every day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, your your Twitch, you plugged your yeah. Twitch. I'm like, he's also I need to be YouTube on too, that so all right. the time if that's what I'm going to experience because... Yeah, dude. Yo. I've shared it a bunch like over the years, dude. Like I've shared Bill Ray's live, guys. Like check it out on YouTube like before the Twitch you know, thing. It was like, I've, I've been sharing it for days. You know, it's, it's so fucking cool, you guys. Yeah, thanks, man. Now, now I know I was, I was holding it. I had to pee so bad. I was, <laughs> and I was like holding it. I was like shaking. I had to pee so bad. And like, I was like, I got to go. I'm going to pee I, in my chair. I love it how like I'm talking about being inspired by Bill and Joel's just like talking about how you just to pee so bad. <laughs> no, so <laughs> what you about that is that I thought it was like, I thought it was so amazing. I was like shaking with like anger that I had to pee so bad. So you think Bill made you pee your pants almost? <laughs> Pretty much. Almost. You know, he almost made me. I almost sat here and just was like, I want to watch this. Fuck it. I'm going to pee. <laughs> like, um, I'm going to pee in my chair. 
So, I, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go right, go ahead. You go. Oh, I just uh, so you're you're uh, playing two stacks uh, on that drum set. Yeah, stack. yeah. So, so they're um they're China cymbals. Okay. This is a 17 inch China with a 15 inch hi hat top. Mm-hmm. And then this Ooh. is a, a 14 inch China with 13 inch hi hat top. Mm-hmm. can you know move around that's fun dude yeah. kind of it's been some i've been fooling around with lately you know it's cool it's like i didn't uh, even know they made mini chinas like that yeah they're mounted on x hat stands mm-hmm. so they're on the x hats uh hi hats yep for oh okay so that it's a hi hat stand so yeah i'm the dumb dumb that you gotta explain all that stuff to Bam. So yeah. it, it's a hi hat stand that stays closed. Yeah, it just hold. It stays closed at a certain like uh, uh, opening. Well, however you want. Yeah. However yeah, far this you want. Yeah. Kind of tight right here. I can loosen it a little bit. Yeah. So that gets okay. a little more sustained. Now, yeah, do yeah. you have an option to open it up while you're playing or no? No, I'd have to reach under and grab it. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I I, I like to. I like this one to be open, but I like this one to be really closed, kind of quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you can customize, you know, all of it the way that you want. You can open yeah. that one up as far as you want, close that one as far as you want. Yeah, there, there's more sustain on that one right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do like that one more closed, even though it still sounded sick open, but... Yeah, I like it. I like I, it closed. Myself. Yeah, I was going to... I understand why you lo- close that one off and open that one up a little bit more on the other side um cool that that really just made me appreciate like kind of the jazz fusion or uh kind of what you were saying you were getting into that was like such a perfect right in the sweet spot between jazz and rock on that tune because i could never get completely into jazz and you know straight ahead rocks kind of not as open so that was like you know a perfect kind of exhibition for is that so that marvin is kind of like uh is that the kind of your jam these days, like that kind of stuff? You know, I do so much varied stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, there's there's a lot of things. Um, here I could play something from a League of Assholes song. Oh okay. hell yeah! Let's keep jamming. It sounds great, especially before Anthony yes, gets please. back. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Try to finish before he's back. Do it. Fuck yeah, dude. Let me find it here. Man, I just I want I wish I had a studio like that with like huge yeah, a six snare setup. drum stand. Yeah. And the, yeah. the camera angle switches It'll, and you Bill Ray drums on the socials. He's got cool pictures of his setup and studio. I'm gonna try to get Twitch streaming pretty soon. Yeah, I was working on my setup today. I'm, oh I'm nice. Good. Yeah, I added all Joseph, I wasn't sure we oh no, I think I found it actually. I was trying to look for your channel. 
Psyontic. Here, here we go. This this is from the, this is from the League of Assholes. Okay. Damn it. Perfect timing. Dude, Bill, that was red. 
I'm enjoying this so much. I know. Right we got, I'm, like, I want to change the whole format of the podcast because of this whole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just like have people come on and play music for us. For us yeah, to just pull. send them like a bunch of mics. Be like, you have to send them back FedEx the next day or something. <laughs> like, 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 uh, oh, man, I got so many artists from like all over the place, like San Diego artists. Um, there's a group called Super Unloader that um, have been around. Unload on us. <laughs> oh yeah they've been around since um 1994 okay yeah. about 93 yeah 93 94 and uh i got some I, of their stuff that i, I trust you with everything right now bro please <laughs> here, keep here, feeding it to this shit us. out right here yeah <laughs> the traffic cone. <laughs> I love it, dude. Traffic cone in space.
Some shredding, <laughs> super yeah. unloader. So sick, fuck yeah, dude. So sick, way cool, man. I'm in awe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm having no, so much so fun, sick. dude. I was gonna say something too. Like I remember, like I've said this before, like once or, or twice. But so, Bill, like I remember back in the day, like like I was like you know asking you about technique and stuff, and this is like you know the late '90s, early 2000s, and I was like you know how do i play fast and this and and you always said like oh you should do doubles with your feet you should do the double strokes on the feet like and you you were like telling me this and i like tried yeah. so many times and i just <clears throat> i just can't get my left foot to do doubles i don't know what it is it just it's not down and so i just never really got that technique and i, I knew about fast it. forward <laughs> and i tried it yeah but fast forward <laughs> dude like all the like so many of, of the new school like metal drummers now all do the doubles with their feet super fast it's super funny. It's like ironic. Like I remember you telling me about that. Like years I ago. thought you always did doubles with your feet. No, I did. I did singles. <laughs> it's all he's not actually doing yeah, it. Yeah, no, doubles. Well, you went the hard way. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Like uh, <laughs> Alex, Alex Combe was just out here. Yeah. <laughs> clinic. Yeah. Alex uh, Combe was just out here on a clinic. I took a lesson from him on feet. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He just he has a book out uh yep him and with, uh ramon monte monte engineer or something yeah you guys should check out alex and his co-author raymond raymond does i don't know how to pronounce his full name but he has the craziest hand technique i've ever seen um it's incredible and then alex is also playing with embodied torment uh shout out they're gonna be at that chicago dom fest um domination oh, yeah. i probably say domination all the way yeah. but yeah <laughs> there it is nice oh. Oh, um, mid pod plot uh, have uh, you heard of this ricardo merlini guy i don't think i have no dude he he does these drum he, he does like this he's like this italian guy i think yeah. oh is that, 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 guy, that guy fast like the one hand get is one like, like there's like one or no no that's yeah dude ricardo merlini dude Ricardo. There's one guy that does like these like popular songs with one hand while he's like smoking a joint, and like oh, the, <laughs> guy, hand the guy, the other, what's that dude's name? Like Severio or something. That guy I don't rules. Know. I, the one right? Guy. Isn't that insane? He'll do like a Slipknot song with one hand or some oh, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, incredible. Like, yeah, he, he actually like, just out doubles and stuff with like the rolls and like his yeah. kicks and the rolls and stuff. Yeah, he did a lot of gravity single rolls, hands yeah, roll yeah. stuff. He uh he he just got a drumio lesson out, so he is you can like actually learn his techniques now. He like taught him. 
Oh, okay. Um, so he's starting to step up into like the the drum education leagues too, which so is rad because like, he's like one of the most entertaining to... entertaining drummers I've ever watched. He's so yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. cool. I, know, I didn't know how, so how to drink your coffee while blast yeah, dude. That's yeah, I didn't know if that ever. was. I didn't know if it was like real or I wanted to like actually throw bounce that guy that guy off you guys because I didn't understand if it was like a fake thing or what's. Going I think on. I think he has. Sounds like we need to get him on Cali Death Podcast. Guys. There are certain rolls he does where it'll Your be time. like really fast between the hands and the kicks. And it yeah. sounds like he's got like a super high compression on his drums to make them sound like a straight up super fast roll between everything. Um, it's just uh, other than that, everything sounds pretty natural. And I'm pretty sure he's just using compression that he's actually getting everything. And he's just bust, there you, go. you know, limiting there you go. Seven, Troy, Troy got yeah. El Stepanero, Sebanero. Yeah. I don't know, Anthony, you pronounce it. <laughs> no, you're uh, Italian. Iron. I'm more Irish than Sicilian, dude. What oh, you, you changed to Irish now when it comes to like Italian yeah. words. Okay, I see. <laughs> so, Bill, Bill, what's maybe that? But whatever. What's uh? What's the Paul Gilbert? Uh, what's the gig like? You just did a, a record with the Dio record. Yeah, Dio we album? did yeah. the Dio album. Yeah. yeah. So, like last year, we did the uh, the Great Guitar Escape, and we did a whole bunch of shows. Uh. Like we did the Dallas guitar show and then we did one in uh, Canada and we also did uh, another one. Um, uh, the the whiskey. Yeah, the great guitar escape. <laughs> we did the whiskey and the great guitar escape. That was about the same time. And then right after that, uh, Paul was like, I'm going to record this uh, Dio tribute album. Are you in? And I was like, oh, hell yeah, man. It's just like right up my alley. So, uh, yeah. so. Mm -hmm. I sent him over like a demo track of me playing to um, caught in the middle by uh, Dio. And he was like, yeah, that's cool. But I got a, a set uh, that I want to do. And so he started sending over songs and, uh, and he would send them over and I would just knock them out. <laughs> he nice. just he'd awesome. send them over and I'd, I'd send them back, yeah. you know, the completed track like four hours later. Damn. That's yeah. awesome, man. Damn. So that's what, just what a it? labor of labor of love that record. You just wanted to do it kind of oh yeah i wanted to do it and i needed the money <laughs> <laughs> like in what order i meant <laughs> well no i mean ultimately i wanted to do it you know yeah it's paul Gilbert, to be, yeah, yeah. play you know be playing on his album totally but uh totally i think joseph's you know, actually asking about paul did he mention that dio's just like one of his favorite things and he just decided to do it or we, you know, we had always talked about Ronnie James Dio on the road, you know, because after mm. the shows, you know, there's always that hang and, you know, you're on the bus and you're getting out of town or whatever. And that's, you know, the big wind down as you're slowly kind of like, you know, get ready for, you know, bunking down and, and going yeah. to sleep. And so, you know, we always talked about Ronnie James Dio and, and how cool it would be to do a tribute album. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's just the parts that I remember. And then all of a sudden, he comes at me with like, "Hey, man, we're gonna do this tribute album." That's a reality. It's a reality. Totally is. That's a great wow. idea too that he did. It's it's like uh you know instead of you know having a singer like I'm gonna play guitar as Ronnie James Dio like the guitar is gonna sing for a, you know it's like it, it, I mean a lot of people will do it like on YouTube videos like oh I'm gonna solo the vocal parts but like did a full album like that that yeah. was very cool like and. Yeah, that whole album just nostalgic and a very cool twist on Dio. Mm -hmm. Well, you know the thing he also said that Mia. Well, we were doing "Running with the Devil" by uh, Van Halen when we were on tour, and 
he always said on stage, you know, well, it's one thing to play guitar like Eddie Van Halen, but then it's another thing to play guitar like David Lee Roth sings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that's been his thing for a while is getting, you know, that human voice thing happening within his playing and and just really cool that, you know, instrumental guitar rock seems to be like my niche and what I end up falling into mostly playing. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. I really like that. I like the the fact that like recently in the last three or four years, me listening to music and stuff and um paying attention to more vocals because i've been more instrumental like listening to instrumental music like that's been more my my thing um paying attention to the notes that they're singing like paying yeah. attention to like what they're doing like they're like yeah it's a catchy thing that you're singing along with but at the same time like what note choices or where are they on the yeah. guitar you know what i mean and why like, and yeah and like people being able to tap into what might naturally hit with a large audience because you're like oh shit they they did something that cracked me i want to know how Why? they cracked yeah. me and then you, you know? look at the fretboard and be like okay this vocal wise though what are they doing you know like yeah like picking out the notes vocally on a fretboard and like, okay they're doing this okay yeah and that's a very I, I totally know where paul was going with that that's like definitely i mean i, I think on you go, go go for it i i just taught of my first vocal lesson ever this week actually because they it was like a keyboard lesson but she also wanted to try singing she's six years old and Radial i was like impalement right yeah i was like what songs do you <laughs> yeah. know how to sing and um it was like this ava max song that's popular and uh she could like sing it perfectly and it was like a pentatonic and like i just sat with the keyboard and like showed her i'm like this is the a pentatonic scale five notes and like we like mapped out all the melodies on the keys so we just did that exactly and yeah that's did, cool. and did that open up something for your student when yeah you i mean that? it was like and then we did like a uh, little mermaid the same thing and like oh, yeah. i'm just like all right we have a lesson plan for the rest of this time i'm teaching you you just bring me songs and we'll learn how to play the melody and then you'll learn how to sing them and right. see it so you'll learn keyboard that way so Sick. that's awesome yeah that is awesome i think that really is where it, it the best um, case scenario is is having somebody learn something that they've already connected with. You this know? is also your great grand student or whatever, Bill. This, <laughs> it's, uh... Bill, well, it's, it's just passing on the knowledge, you know, to the next yeah. generation. That's the thing, yeah. you know, it's like passing it down and yeah, and, and making sure that you know it gets uh, it gets put in correctly. I guess would be the the best way, you know, to yeah. describe it. You know, it's like explain it in such a way that the person gets it so where they they understand it you know fully and completely absolutely and even if they don't at that moment you know they 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 will eventually you know come around to you know wanting to discover you know why is that thing that way you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so that's that embarks upon you know the 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 discovery you know and and then that's where you know the the you, you know the the uh finding one's you know true musical path comes mm-hmm. in i believe yeah yeah it's it's still an exciting time to be into music right now for sure oh it's totally it's amazing right now i mean i i think like reading frank zappa's autobiography uh i, I read, love that book i read it three times yeah mm-hmm. and you know thinking about like he would just be flipping his lid right now going like oh my god the things that are available to us right 
Oh yeah. Back in, when he passed away in 1993, you know, they were just the internet wasn't even a thing yet. It wasn't even a thing. No. Yeah. Oh, he would have, he would have had such a good time with the internet. Oh <laughs> man. The, I think the, it, yeah, I, I think it go either way with with him with the internet. I feel like he'd either be super psyched on it or the opposite. I, well, I, no, I don't know where he would way, fall. he's gonna yeah. satire the shit out of. Oh all yeah, of yeah. Them. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the main well, thing. It, but it kind of concerns me too because, like, you look at guys like Johnny Rotten who are like raging hardcore, like you know, like uh, right wingers and. Not to bring politics or anything like that into it at all, because that's not what music's about. And that's what, you know, but I'm just saying, you know, it's like the generationally, that's a different generation from different mm -hmm. values and stuff, you know, and like, yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, I grew up in all that. So, you know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad where I am right now. And that's just, you know, being a musician and being like, hey, you know, everybody's cool with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, your your life looks pretty chill. I, I want to aspire to be I mean, able you're to floating play, play Twitch, play drums on Twitch. That sounds like the chillest gig, man. Well, I teach drum lessons, you know, yeah. at, the, at the drum school. And then um, uh, and, you know, my my wife is uh, also um she's a musician as well nice yeah. what she do what she do well she's classically trained she's a uh a singer and and piano player and uh but she also she's in the uh she works in a hospital too so there's that okay mm -hmm. yeah you yeah. mentioned you mentioned a kid that you passed the kit down to is that just one kid or multiple children oh that was just my kid that was my kid from uh my uh my first marriage <laughs> uh-huh yeah, yeah. So i was just asking if you had more than one child oh no just well with the advent of uh, uh ancestry.com nobody's yeah. come out of the woodwork so far <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's crazy. I, I did my ancestry.com thing about that's two years scary ago, shit now and then right? i randomly checked it again like two days ago and my whole lineage is different <laughs> like yeah it was like it was like i was 32 percent scottish and then like all this other shit, and I'm like Scottish. I'm now I'm like three percent Scottish. What? <laughs> and, yeah, I swear wow. to God. And I was like, so once you're like, in the oh. once you're in the system, you get things just people more people add to more it. People put, more people put their the they put their DNA into it. So it's like, they, and then like all of a sudden it, it like flipped because I was like, I was no one ever told me about Scotland. I didn't, had no idea about this. And then <laughs> and then turns out it was I'm like you know like. uh you know, on my dad's side, like more you know uh, English and German and all that stuff, and that that all came out later. And then, yeah. like, and then the Native American stuff kind of stuck pretty hard. But then, like, certain random things that were just just come up, like, I mean, oh, that... have more of this, more of this, more of this. And I was like, I guess that's know. cool as long as you're not finding like other siblings and shit. And, you I, know, always... I mean, you can. <laughs> I <always laughs> you that... totally can, dude. I always thought that I had Native American in my, in my my lineage, but I didn't. But if I if I had, it would turn out that I would end up being part of the tribe that owed everybody money and they'd be like hey we found you man can we have your race camp? Yeah. <laughs> be the worst tribe You're like, Shit. Yeah. Exactly. yeah okay yeah. well i thought i'd be getting something but no you, know, no, you actually gotta pay you gotta pay <laughs> i know i showed my lineage to a couple people and they're like dude you can get your native american like a car like some sort of a card or something and i'm like i'm not gonna do that like we like I'm the whitest person ever, and I just come to America. I'm like, I, I need a Native American card now. Like, do they like, take my like? My no, friend, no. I would. I, 
I beg give money to them. <laughs> I am the whitest person ever, according to Ancestry.com. It's like, yeah. don't, don't ever publish those roles right there because I'll be getting every freaking, you know, group, you know, saying, hey, brother. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like you're related to snow, dude. We can't see <laughs> Exactly. It's related to snow. 60% northern uh, English, northern English. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 60% Northern English, and uh, and the rest of it's Scottish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny That's... when I went to England, man. I I have such a uh, attraction to that part of the world too, for some reason. Yeah. Okay. So I I guess it's like my my uh, it's like you know my lineage home base or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. A natural yeah. attraction to it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Howard's. Yeah. I'm you're on the wrong. A... You're on the wrong. And then side when, you out, when you get out, when you. When you went out there, uh, did you was it what you expected? Oh yeah, I've been to Northern England several times now. I so like that's it. what I'm saying. So you were drawn to it, and then when you got there, you you were like, oh yeah, I realized why I was drawn to this. Yeah, I think so. You know, because it's you know the the whole like you know the ancestry thing, you know the lineage. I just felt kind of like wow. I just I like Newcastle, England, for some reason. Mm -hmm. Nice. Totally. If you really look at it, it, I wonder if that, if you were not, if you didn't know all of your lineage and then you watched footage of places that your heritage is actually from, if it would naturally give you like a, a draw to it, you know, like, like, oh, genetically, I, I should like, like, that looks like a place I should be. Man, yeah. I don't, I don't know, but you know what's funny? One of the things that I did during the pandemic, uh, are you guys familiar with Reddit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so so I was streaming on Reddit a lot. Uh, you know, they okay. had the, the RPAN. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I would do is I would bring other people's stream into my stream and then I would play along to them streaming. Oh, that's mm. sick. And then that's I would broadcast it. So they had no clue that I was playing along to them. <laughs> <laughs> but I swear to God, what was funny was is that we would start and stop songs together. So it was like reaching through space and time right we were connecting musically and we were connecting somehow in this weird cosmic sense and they were playing live and i was playing live and there was like a however many second delay that was there but the thing is is that for some and, and there was many instances this this happened it was like i know that that person felt what i was doing and i totally felt what they were doing and i felt That's them feeling that I believe that, dude. Oh, it was crazy, that. man. So I, I mean, believe in like catching a wavelength. You guys all catch that, caught that wave at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a frequency, you know, it's, it's, it's about frequencies, you know, and, 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 that, and they don't even need to know that you're catching on to that frequency, but you saw the frequency and just jumped on that wave too. Yep. And naturally you guys all really connected they and and when you're in that flow state we we talk about it many times on the show when you're in a jam room and everybody has is just in the pocket and and things almost feel like something else is is at the controls of this present moment you know yeah we're like we're all on the same we we caught this thing that we all are just like and we all the the times where we look at each other in the jam studio too or it 
it's just a, a a facial expression that will tell the other person, oh, I know we're on the wave together right now. You don't need to even speak words. It's just we under we we hit it, guys. How long is it going to last? We don't know. But just fucking let's stay in it. And and you could do that without the people even knowing, I believe. And with the internet being able to, I know it sounds hippy dippy, but like there could have been some wavelength bill that you caught on right there. Like nobody else can tell me different. Come on. Somebody prove different. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it's, it's all about, um, I think it's just tuning into, to the frequency of, of what it is that you're trying to do. And and I think as, as long as, as there's a, a point on that spear and you keep that point sharp, you know, that's what keeps us moving as musicians. Totally. I was going to say it sounded like kind of like remote viewing, like the Internet has, has <laughs> yeah. made that a reality that you can literally like travel to somebody's apartment where they're playing and like play along with them. Whoa. Like, you know, that's really cool that you mentioned that. I have Astral a projection. friend of mine who was into remote viewing and he studied with the head dames, the guy who invented all that stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, the MK Ultra. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh yeah, my my buddy uh John Catcher. John was Jewel's guitar teacher. You know, Jewel the the yeah. uh, Jewel Kilcher, the uh the singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John was her teacher and uh he's he's had a really interesting life. Uh he he's done a lot of cool stuff, but uh, he's selling art now down in Ocean Beach, okay, California. I feel like uh, the remote viewing thing, Stranger Things, made that like mainstream pop culture. Now everybody knows about it in a way that used to be a little more hip. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's a, like eleven. <laughs> you imagine like eleven on her on her drum kit, just like remote viewing into somewhere and then jamming, <laughs> playing along. <laughs> that's what the internet lets us do so yeah dude it really does dude it's 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 uh obviously bringing us a lot closer yeah but- like i can go sub you know subscribe to bill on twitch and be watching it any day now <laughs> like how great is literally, that literally uh, if you've been with us tonight and you've witnessed everything i've witnessed you should definitely be subscribed to that channel right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. I, I, these are the guys I work with. Bro. If you can control it, then that'd be awesome. If you're, oh, and by the way, if you're just listening to this, <laughs> go back to the visual aspect of this because we got to watch Bill, and you're watching. That you was could awesome. Be seeing all the yeah. inside jokes that you just missed. Hey, uh, I gotta run to the restroom real quick. I'll be right. Do it. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> such a quick turnover to the fucking be right back things like, <laughs> no dude I, cool. I am having a blast tonight guys i know that was uh him jamming like made me want to do more people jamming like getting more podcasters oh, that yeah. have like a setup to like just talk about music and then they jam it and that's like but it's just all this tonight. all the it makes so much sense because well, here's a live brainstorm sorry to interrupt but what there are people jamming like Scott on Twitch, like are the same nights as us. We should just have them drop in while they're streaming and just oh, play a song on our channel because they're like be... already there. 
We just have yeah. a musical moment. Okay. Uh, you, dude, Professor, you just made me really think that's a great idea if we like set it up. Okay. Night. If they or if you're gonna stream game. on the same night as as us, you could pop over and do a song for us or whatever. Dude, I love that. I love yeah. that. There there's some yeah, guys yeah. we can hit up for that for sure. That'd be awesome, man. That's uh it's funny, actually uh, Ian pretty funny in the chat right now. He's like, What the fuck did I miss? And someone's all sick drums. <laughs> oh it's so true ian, this is, that's so good. shout out ian yeah you're gonna love going back on this on the sick drummer magazine featured i know yeah, he, was, he it, said he was at morbid angel tonight which is you know that's that's a that's know, sick drummer that he, plays he, with them. he's the on hard, the new paul gilbert album with the dio stuff so and the hardcore cali death podcast listeners will be hearing this soon but guess what guys like there's gonna be a percentage of people that don't even listen to this and they're gonna miss the fuck out on all the rad shit that we just saw you know yeah yeah uh, when it goes up on youtube and they're gonna be like it's not death metal fucking no dude i'm gonna go listen to the joe rogan podcast or whatever you know it's it it's literally is gonna be like that. dude Jesus that sounds Lord. like it, it's it, actually <laughs> i was just doing the exact pat kenny right there <laughs> i'm not gonna tell him we talked about this you have to find it. it's an easter egg he'll, easter never, he'll never listen to this so it doesn't matter <laughs> i was like that's not a real person and then i'm like oh i guess it is like <laughs> it is he, are you going uh, uh anthony are you going to to dan's show at uc berkeley or uh berkeley theater the it's dying What's fetus suicide silence What's uh, it's like a Saturday. It's like a yeah, Me and BD and uh Ricky saw them. They're interesting. That was interesting. I'd love to see Fetus again, dude. I'd love Born of Osiris. See Dan in person. Born of Osiris. It's a it's oh, an interesting bill. It's like it's like and then like it's and then it's born of Osiris and then it's like can we just say the real name so they get a plug? Okay, how about let's hey can someone in the chat post the real name and have Anthony pronounce it? No, <laughs> love that. I'm love not going to be a good proponent for that. Dude. Here, here it is. It's in the. There we this, go. So this okay. is okay. Anthony, go for it. <sighs> Sanguisugabog. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty close. That's pretty close. So the oh, first what's word, up, bitch. What's up? I mean, it's pretty it's, close. I didn't say it was right. It was pretty close. It's pretty close. I don't even know. Um, it's sanguisuga <laughs> is one word. I think that's Latin, and then bog. And I forget what sanguisuga means. That's what I said. Sanguisuga no, bog. No, yeah. you didn't say it. the sugar part. You didn't say. But anyways, hey, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Well, now Sang- I know because I mixed sanguisuga bog. That's Sang- pretty close. Yeah. No, he's all sanguisuga bog. I fucking okay, fine. Now I know it's in the sugar part, so it's a single sugar bog. <laughs> hey, David, David Tarot just texted their their new Last of Lucy mixes to listen to. So yeah, live, live update on the pod right now. That that's dang. what's up, dude. Joel, you got to hear this this uh, stuff we just. Oh, I bet. Bet's the Chronicles of Ridic. How proud yeah. are we? How proud are the Cali Death Podcast guys when we started this? Would you have ever known that you'd be recording so, with the, one of the? I started the podcast dudes, before right? I joined Last of Lucy, so I know that's what's crazy. So so when known. we when we started all this, it's like you would we would have never known, and then this is happening. It's so cool, dude. You know, definitely. Bill, yes. man, how was that? How was that piss? <laughs> oh, it, you know, it was warm and sterile. 
<laughs> as they always... so i actually i i guess it's unique to me maybe but every time i have to go pee on the podcast i always have like a I always end with my pee with a, like a really good question that I have. Like I always have, it's like, it's like when you sit down, when you like, when it, like, that's why I don't put musicians friend or Sweetwater magazines in the bathroom anymore because I'll just buy stuff. I'll be like, you know, Oh, I need that. I need, you know, um, do you ever come up with any ideas like in, in the old, uh, the R room? Well, you know, aside from trying to get the most Basundo sort of, you know, rumble out of my piss stream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's important. For We're you. always looking for that. You know, yeah, yeah. I, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you want it to be. Yeah, you want it to be that deep. Yeah, you want to hit the middle of the hole so it sounds like yeah. you have the like this biggest is, wiener in the room. Isn't that so <laughs> funny, dude? That yeah, your urethra health is really important. Yeah. It is. That we, it, that's very important. Because yeah, when yeah. you go to a public restroom and you hear a, another guy have a deep piss Yo, i gotta shoot like, harder in the middle no but you're like i gotta try and one up that dude some point in my life you know like yeah, insert so, your dominance yeah yeah this guy just took out another leg and started pissing like what the fuck <laughs> jesus christ it is oh, it's, there's a whole like unspoken word about peeing because even at shows like what we want to bring back to the podcast metal shows like you're peeing you have to go pee a bunch of times so it's like there's yeah. a weird like unspoken rule so, of like, what's going on you know it's like i, you have to... I there is a percentage of me every time i pee when i'm trying to fight that other dude and, you know, and most of the time you're pissing on a trough anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't really. You could just go distance in a trough. You can't do like hard of. You can't do like low, deep. No, exactly. It's <laughs> distance. <laughs> Dude, David, I'm gonna fucking fight you in pee streams the next time we see each other, dude. The next time we go to a bar, Warbreaker, I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna break your war off hard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god all right um i want to make sure we we get to a little bit of future stuff are you uh are you heading out on tour with paul anytime soon paul Still? is going out with uh mr big they're doing a reunion tour okay. this year and possibly in the next and they're using nick De nick de virgilio on drums because he's a badass singer mm -hmm. and uh so as far as the Dio album, you know, touring goes, I'm sure that's going to have to wait until after all the Mr. Big stuff's happened. But, uh, you know, I I've learned to just be patient and and take what comes down the pipe, you know, when it comes. And in the meantime, I've still got, you know, my own projects that I'm working on. I'm doing, you know, studio work here out of the house and, uh, you know, playing with a few local artists. I got a band with my wife and, you know, we do little things around here in the Seattle area. And, uh, you know, we play like little 65, 75, 80 seaters and we can sell them out. And and that, you know, makes sure everybody gets paid. And, and, and mm -hmm. it's a fun gig and, and it's it's playing cover tunes. But, you know, most of the stuff that I do originally, you know, that's uh, I've been doing it with Marcelo Radulovic uh, down there in uh, Cardiff, uh, California, and that's with uh, uh, Keneally on guitar, Mike Keneally. Oh, yeah. Related to the drummer, uh, Keneally that played with Satriani? I... Yeah, Mike Keneally, that guitar player. Oh, he played guitar with them. Jesus Christ. Yep. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah, Did Mike... You're... 
Mike's a musical genius. He was with Frank Zappa too. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, definitely. I've been, yeah, working, um, I've been working with the Zappa Early Renaissance Orchestra Zero. <laughs> was uh, Mike Keneally with the one with the big the big hats? He wore the big hats. Yeah, back he wore the, the hats. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's a shredding yeah. guitar player. Oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, dude, this is these are the things that I knew were going to come out on this yeah. show. That's but, awesome, Bill. I want to ask you uh, in the things that you were doing with your wife was she playing piano and singing at the same time? No, just she was singing. So singing, okay. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay, but, I had a I dude. Had a that's a, too. Yeah, go, go for it, Joseph. Um, in any of the in in the in the stuff you've done with Paul Gilbert, have have you played stuff from like the older records he did, like his solo albums? Is that like part of the live set? Yeah, we did Scarified, and uh, nice. we we would actually go from uh, my guitar gently weeps into Scarified. Okay, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, and then we were also doing technical difficulties. Oh right? yeah, that's like yeah, we were, we were pulling those off. What about so, um anything yeah. from the Get Off My Yard album? That was like the one I had from Paul Gilbert that I listened to a lot. We used to cover. My band used to cover uh, what's the dragon song on there? The Curse of Castle Dragon. We used to play that in like high school. So oh, I I don't know uh, what uh, I was just shooting just rain, just rain thunder and lightning. Um, does that sound familiar? Rain thunder and lightning. I'm looking at this record, so I don't know. It's probably something I've heard before. Everybody but... use your turn. Use your goddamn turn signal. Oh yeah, I know that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, we we didn't Wait, get that. off my lawn. Use your turn signal. It sounds like a bunch of old people shit, guys. <laughs> no, it's reds. I love it. I love it. It's kind of like it's kind of like bitchy, but it's shredding. never trust a fart. <laughs> Don't waste the heart on. <laughs> Don't waste the heart on, dude. I always thought Paul Gilbert was like really like the least cringe shred guitarist like all this stuff was like kind of yeah. fun and it never took itself too seriously and it had a lot of the soul in it and it was it, it, he made it cool even after the 80s when it was like yeah, uh, what, you know my favorite is is i was showing my, my girlfriend about it last night and i was explaining paul gilbert to her and the cats and all the cool pictures he has with the, and i was like you got to see this one video where he's like playing with marty friedman on the japanese television show and there's like the kiss covers have you guys seen that Mm-hmm. I don't think sounds so. familiar. No, no, I haven't. Oh, dude, it's like classic, dude. And they, they they do like a guitar off. It's like all in. It's there's like a Gene Simmons lookalike dude who comes out and stuff. Dude. <laughs> That's insane, sick, dude. Yeah, and That's then we awesome. watched the old technical difficulties video at the oh, end. Yeah. When just with the tassels all hanging down on the guitar. Yeah, yeah. I remember I used to, the wasn't the yeah. tassels on his guitar neck, right? Yeah, the whole guitar. Yeah. Neck. Yeah, the, the, the headstock, like, the deck, the guitar, everything. The like you don't want to make any sudden yeah. moves and catch a tassel yeah. like on the fretboard. Be like, oh shit! You have to like be like smooth. <laughs> Bill, would it be too much to ask if you could play like technical difficulties or scarified right now? Is that something you have set up? That's like a big ask, I know. Well, let's see. Um, I I would need to put my shoes on here. Hang on. <laughs> Let's put those sh- if, sure, you, if it's not too this, hard. This will kind of be out. This will be kind of our. This is dedicated to Ian in the audience. Well, right now. yeah, we uh, can we yeah. can take it out with one more performance from the great Bill Ray because he is the great Bill Ray. I've I've totally been convinced this guy is the shit, guys. So, <laughs> yeah. Literally, I've had so much fun watching you play tonight, Bill, and I cannot oh, yeah. wait to watch a little bit more. 
Isn't that funny that, that that's a compliment? It's well, like you're the shit. Well, you know what's so cool? I know. Dude, I I I remember just like being like what was it, like 16, 17, and like just going to Bill's house, like in the very beginning when I started like just you know, lessons mm-hmm. with him. And he would just play for me and do these things in front of me, and I'd be just be like, it was like the it was like the most insane thing. I, I had no idea what he was doing. It was like so inspiring. Like I've had like, I've had this thing lately that, like, sorry, no, it's okay. I was just gonna say, I get, I like to get hit, hypnotized by music, and you have a a hypnotic playing style. No, my favorite part of the whole, the whole thing is I like sat like this, and I was like, yeah, I just like, like, I got stuck in this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, Rufus. Yeah, Rufus. 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 All right, yeah, Rufus. Oh, Rufus. Rufus. The blind dog, but he's gonna watch Bill. Well, not really. <laughs> he's gonna watch. He's Bill. Gonna he's like, literally, what but the he's fuck gonna. What is happening? Why am I being air quotes? Watch Bill play. <laughs> the Give the dog some headphones, guys. We love you, Rufus. <laughs> All right, oh, double bass. Nice. He knows that. Golly death. Of course he does. Cali Death 100 coming from the underground. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yes. All right. Okay, we have to I'm hold it quiet. We have to hold it quiet.
awesome, awesome man. man. Jesus Sorry Christ. about that ending. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the what fuck, the fuck dude? dude? Yeah. You know, I should have probably practiced that song before I came on today. Dude, it was incredible. Dude, no, that was amazing, dude. It was, was incredible. So good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I really, that was so enjoyable. And I know everyone watching enjoyed it too. So, yeah. most definitely. And I was like, that part was moving. very, it was what a, what a sick drummer saying right here, the six foot. It's like, it was like a comfortably numb solo section. It yeah. Like, it's got that, it's got <laughs> it does have that vibe. Yeah. 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 Dude, awesome. I love Paul's feel like on that stuff. Like, um, like, dude, that the last in line track you guys did, Bill. I was like rocking it in the apartment. I was like, gotta listen to the whole thing, you know. Like, and it was fucking incredible. But that last last in line track, dude. Like his Paul's solo on that is like really cool. Like on that on that Dio cover. Oh song, yeah, that, dude. That last track, I think. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, so it's just a fun listen. That whole album. I, I love that whole album. I've, yeah. I've, li- I've had a chance to really give it a good listen. Nice. Oh yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. Uh, aside from that, dude, Bill, I, I've just had such a pleasure watching you play, dude. Yeah. I'm having like, I, I, okay. Here's the thing, Bill. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna open you up to me for a second. I didn't really have much to, uh, you know, cram for this episode. You know, for you, I we're 125 episodes in. And most of the time I have a back catalog to listen to. And yes, I knew who you had worked with and all this stuff, but never really had too much other than one video that Casey had sent me, which was another uh, show that you had been on. I forget the name of the show. It was a, um, was it a drummer? It was a drummer mainly. Yeah, it was another podcast. I forgot the name at the moment, but yeah. It was yeah, cool. and cool. and I did I did tune into that and and got yeah. to know you just to get to know how you would be in interview form and whatnot. And um, but I I I trusted Casey from the beginning. I'm going to tell you, Bill, you've been on the list for a long yeah, time. Casey has, on Casey's show. brought your name up since we were in Odious, and, and like, it hasn't been. Wow. Because, it yeah, hasn't. Your been, name's always brought up. Like I, I mean, remember, we, you know, Ray all the time. Yeah, and we had that one time we were going to get the show, the episode together, and things fell through the cracks, whatever. And but I'm I I just want to let you know that I'm genuinely impressed with everything that I've experienced tonight. You're a great dude. And um, I've had a lot of fun and I, that, that I just wanted to sum it up. Thank with you. That. Like, you know, I, for getting ready for these episodes, normally I have a, a, like a back catalog, you know, and I just went into this one completely blind, just trusting Casey. Cause I knew you were his teacher. So I knew, no doubt like mm-hmm. uh, obviously gonna, in, yeah. he had skills and and but watching you play tonight has just been a real treat i've said that many well, times thank you, yeah. Man. yeah thank you very much i hope it sounds good <laughs> it, sounds uh, it sounds great if once we mute mute everybody and i shut my mouth uh yeah it sounds great <laughs> <I'd> probably, <laughs> One thing also, Bill, because we always talk about like w- one thing we always talk about is like, oh, wh- what do you have to plug in the beginning? And usually we always forget that these people 
like yourself and other people, like they teach lessons. So if someone were to want to take a lesson and they're in San Diego from you, like how do they get a hold of you? Uh, Seattle. Well, you can hit me at Bill Ray. San Diego. Well, worldwide. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, you can do. You have the setup for it oh, for yeah. wherever. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, hit me at BillRayDrums.com. And then uh, yeah. I have uh, I have lessons packages on my store. You can buy one. Boom. And, uh, so you could take a lesson from me there. And uh, I also teach at the Seattle Drum School. But I prefer you come take a lesson from me, you know on the camera rig i have a i have different you know view of the camera of the drum set here i can shift around and you know show you different things from different right. perspectives and mm -hmm. stuff definitely that's right that's i mean that's cool. been part of the the positive that's come out right. of the pandemic is like people have come out with ways to yeah. teach people remotely and that's it's that's awesome. uh, yeah optimized virtual virtual shit has been optimized because of that exactly yeah and that actually is like a quick a quicker version of learning even though being in person may be the best if overall if you really want to think about it but just being able to like switch to the here's here's what it looks like above here's what you're doing below this is what it looks like you know just like all the different views that you would want to know if you're at home. Yeah. Hitting things and beating on things, you know? <laughs> well, you know, it just, it makes it easier to demonstrate for sure. Right. Especially like, when you're in space. I love the space theme. That that's right. yeah, I really that's... feel like I'm like floating through space with you tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uranus right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uranus. All right. Come on. It's Uranus. No. Uh, I don't think anybody well, wants to see mine, it. dude. Mine probably got some. Well, it's not Uranus. It's piss now. It's 80% of my body is hair. So I don't know what's going on. Deep, in there, deep, the, the deep Basundo piss sound. I <laughs> <laughs> can't no. hear it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, fuck yeah. Well, dude, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. This is Man, has been Bill, this so has been fun. a fucking. Uh, a very so, very fun show dude yeah absolutely man thank all you right let's let's here. uh let's let's say good night to everybody let's do the plug super we're going quick. to mega mike love you guys yeah twitch.tv slash bill ray drums yeah spell that out and get there and subscribe he how mm -hmm. you're doing how often are you doing it bill a week uh, pretty much every day you know i try oh, to shit. it's either there it's either there on twitch or on youtube yeah wow public bathroom stalls everywhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh deep bass sound <laughs> well, all right get uh, over there dude and uh calideathpodcast.bigcartel.com is where you're gonna get a, a she t-shirt 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 from us uh you got two options that is where you put money in the pocket of this podcast right there <laughs> so if you want to do that you go to calidethpodcast.bigcartel.com and battleforgecoffee.com. Nobody put that up <laughs> underneath. On, <laughs> we, we plugged them for like 10 we minutes. We got like already. 30 minutes of fucking ads in the beginning. I know we did. <laughs> All right. And now Chicago go. Domination Festival <laughs> 8. Again, we're going to have on our social media 
you're going to be able to get the link to a form that you're going to have to fill out and buy. When, when are we going to uh, announce the winner? That's the probably, question. Probably like probably like 26. No. <laughs> 26 what is he even I'm not, I'm not I, know, I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea that's why i threw a number at you just to kind of <laughs> calm you down <laughs> calm me down i'm trying to well, no no calm me down i don't have a number for you i don't have anything right. i don't have any information <laughs> yeah very soon we will announce two weeks let's say two weeks should we announce it no three weeks this so is something we talk really about off, off, the let's talk about this off the podcast. Yeah, let's talk uh, off the podcast. Yeah. Off the podcast. <laughs> so we're not ready, guys. All right. <laughs> I know. We, we don't have to like break it down right we're now. We're going to have like, a form <laughs> that you will be able Can to. I show the outro video? I've never done yeah. it. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you do it. All right, here we go. Fucking awesome, guys. Hey, Joel, did you send people away? We're still live. We I know I didn't. I didn't send people away.